We are playing the One Ring Second Edition tonight, continuing our Waking of Angmar campaign. Uh, we are midway through a very lengthy journal journey in our, our second adventure phase. Uh, and uh, yeah, and we'll, we'll kind of summarize a bit about what we just did. Uh, but um, I think, do you guys remember where we ended off? You remember? 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 They don't. They don't pay attention we can at all. See They're things. Like, what ring? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one ring no there's we a had traumatic Jeff, day yesterday about? jeff yeah okay. that's true that's yeah, true last night we um yeah. we finished our year-long delta green campaign as we were playing through impossible landscapes no spoilers uh but uh if you today if you is watch our it, post campaign yeah over day. it was a four-hour episode that is way longer than we normally run like we'll sometimes go three hours long but most of the time we're like two two and a half but we went four and uh yeah, yeah, but uh, the cool thing is that uh, we're playing One Ring today, which is different, and and in all your sanity is intact. Although shadow points are beginning to accrue, uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, and that uh, that impossible landscapes episode snailed out. It'll, it'll be on YouTube on Monday. I'll I'll drop it on Monday. Thank you for the sub, Ron Talks Tabletop. Appreciate it very much. Um, let's see other things. But I don't know what we're gonna be doing on Friday in his place yet i think i don't know like i know we want to do our, our like our wrap-up show because we got some questions and stuff we want to go through but but derek can't meet next friday so we got to figure out whether we want to meet without him or if we want to do something else but we'll talk about that off air um i have a couple ideas for what we might play in the future i also have been eyeing more delta green for those of you who like our delta green stuff uh we are going to have more in the channel soon uh it's just it might be on a different day so we're going to kind of work with that a little bit uh, but we're going to talk about wondering today uh, and, uh, yeah, why don't we do some intros to your characters, uh, and, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of explore from there, right? Um, no one, no one knows about the ring. Uh, so, Arineal, Melissa, you're up first. Tell us about your ranger. Uh, yeah, so, Arineal is a, uh, ranger champion. Um, she got a very cool helm, uh, recently, so I've been looking into what, all of the different things you can do with the um, battle. Um, yes, battle skill. Two D6s uh, extra for battle skill. So I've been looking into all of the cool things that she can do with battle. Um, she had a skinning knife um, in our first journey, which didn't really get used much. So she switched that out for some snowshoes uh, while we were doing our <laughs> fellowship phase. So she is prepared for things to come. And I specifically have three D6s that have been yeah. set aside for rerolls just for snowshoe shenanigans. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I like that it's specified snowshoes. only for snowshoes. It's perfect. That's perfect. That's perfect. Um, did you, as you were looking into your stuff with battle, did you look into anything about Arkaleb the first, who the name, who the, the, the helm is named after? Uh, no, that? I was looking more into like no, what I fine. can do. No, that's cool. I mean, this isn't, this but, isn't yeah. a lore rich role-playing game. Or anything? Well, there's quite a bit of history no, 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 that's in the fine. description of the item. It's very helpful. That's fine. No, no, no. That's fine. That's fine. No, it's all good. Uh, but yeah. Uh, let's see. Who's next? Uh, Floyd, tell us about your doom to die in the mines of Moria dwarf. Yes. He's a treasure hunter. So maybe there's treasure there. So that's what he was going after. <laughs> what? This is what I mean. He Casa do man that's like that's like the og dwarf hangout man uh but he, he does have he's pretty tanky he's got some heavy armor big axe that he likes to carry around 
good at taking out some orcs. Uh, last travel, he's been running into a bunch of dwarves. Yeah. Sometimes he can't understand them. Maybe it's like a dialect thing. When did you not understand a dwarf? <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Oh, God. Okay. I remember. Okay. Yes. My my accent was too thick, apparently. Okay. No, but we ran into Phoebe and Thorvin. They were, like, running from the south trying to get yeah. to Angmar as well. They were they were tracking Rotag as well, the uh, the orc uh, orc warband led by some big big old monstrous orc named Rotag. Uh, so you kind of cross paths with them. Fate uh, your fates briefly intertwine, and then you uh, try to recruit you, uh, but you're like, nah, that's cool. And uh, then you guys said, hey, we'll meet you in a couple weeks by that big mountain with the thing. And uh, but, but we have a plan. We, yes, we you have a plan. Split a colored piece of tarp that we can hang and signal each other. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I look forward to these moments to see what that works. To see if that works. Somebody really somebody in chat was like, we should have been like, all right, we're gonna yodel like this. Yeah, exactly. this time, stop practicing. Every day. Let's practice right now. Group session. It was just like yodel call response, like yodel hee. <laughs> Who? Uh it'd been great. It'd been great. Uh but yeah. But I was talking along about how his character is actually probably has some plot armor because according to the lore, he doesn't die until he he, he journeys with Balin to uh, retake uh, Khazad-dûm, retake Moria. Uh, so spoiler alert, you know how you're going to die now. Actually, you don't know how. I can tell you how, but uh, we'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. So um, jump out of trees and attack things all you want. Wasn't no. a major character. It wasn't it was I mean there could be I, I mean I guess there could be more than one one Floyd dwarf. <laughs> but uh but whatever. I mean you picked it from the one of the names, right? Like it was one of the Yeah, it was a given names. name. I just chose it. Yeah. Uh okay. And then finally, uh we got uh we got our hobbits. Our hobbits. We got we Gilly Kettlegrass. <laughs> uh sh- yeah, she's our hobbit. She's Bree Blood. Um she's a scholar. She loves to read her books. Um dissecting things taking notes um maybe she uses like a tendon as like a, a bookmark you know she's a little weird that's <laughs> what what the I'm kidding what you... she makes sketches face? oh my yeah, god no, but she, she likes, <laughs> she likes oh my goodness <laughs> and uh yeah you know she's cute I mean, she <laughs> used to be to me, but now I'm imagining her like with this bloody tendon, like ruining all of her books. <laughs> no, <laughs> she would not ruin her books like that. That's fair. That's I fair. I was just being goofy. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and, you, and also, she, you're you're telling the story of Floy, aren't you? Yes. So she is, uh, you know, transcribing the story of Floy and Co. So Arenial, these dwarves that we met. And uh, yeah, hopefully it will be a great epic one day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, Eric, I haven't even got my shipping notice yet. I'm so jealous of everybody. Every time I go on Twitter and I look at like wondering stuff, it's just like, hey, look what I just got. Hey, look. And I'm just like, and meanwhile, I'm just sitting here. No shipping notice. No book. You know, that's fine. It's fine. I got the PDFs. Got the PDFs to keep me. To keep me. Every time I see somewhere. one, I just go, oh, no, that's not Jeff. No, it's not. <laughs> oh yeah. no. Yeah. 
I know. I'm so sad. (laughs) I just should message you each time and be like, Jeff, can you roll sand, please? I don't have it anymore. It's gone. (laughs) Oh, Oh, you're part of uh, part of misery. Misery town with me then, Ron. It's just oh, one of these days. Like, I feel like everyone almost everyone has it. Like everyone I know who who backed the Kickstarter and stuff has already got theirs. Every single every single one. Some people have multiple copies. I don't have a single one. But, you know, that's just me. That's fine. Uh, but uh, I guess Misery loves company. So, uh, so yeah. Soon. Soon. Trademarked or something. Because apparently, like, I think the, the shipping, they're supposed to have all shipping done by, like, the 18th or something they were saying. So I'm hoping sometime next week it'll finally ship and I can finally get it sometime in March or something. We'll see. Uh, okay. So uh, let's dive in. Um, so the story this far. Uh, you all, uh, you all have been, well, we've been adventuring around the Breland. Uh, you've been investigating all sorts of different things that have been happening around there, uh, including these uh, orc raiding parties that were showing up with a curious amount of organization, and also these uh, these hillfolk people that were coming down that uh, kind of looked looked like you know outsiders in some degree, in some ways. Uh, they're kind of bigger, sturdier, stronger people. Some of them had like tattoos and things like that, that uh, you probably don't see in your everyday person wandering through the streets of Bree or the suburbs of Bree or anything like that. And you all uh, were tasked or at least volunteered uh, after hearing from one of your ranger friends, Talendil, and uh, one of your scholar friends, Oswald, and your, your patron, uh, Balan, that, um, there might be there might be something the shadow might be growing like the enemy might be be growing somewhere and 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 Angmar to the north and so you all have tasked uh, were tasked with kind of journeying there and seeing for yourself reporting back seeing what you see scouting out the enemy seeing if something is in fact going on there uh, you all decided that you're going to take a. Uh, uh, or eastward route along the Great East Road, and then eventually, just before the last bridge, you're going to veer north, cut through, you know, cutting through the dark hills of Rudauer, this uh, place where not many people go anymore, and uh, it sort of has kind of a dark history to it, as it aligned at one point, uh, many, uh, many, many, many years ago with Angmar and kind of uh, a war with with some of these other kingdoms that uh, that the Breelands have been built atop, and. In the course of that journey, you um, you stopped at the Forsaken Inn. Uh, I think Gilly uh, poked a guy who already had an eye injury in the eye or something like that. Uh, that didn't go well. Poor Buckles. Uh, I think uh, one of you befriended uh, Ruddy and Bev, who were like these con artist people. Uh, you met a couple other folks along the way. I think you, you managed to avoid getting... Um... <laughs> well, look... Who comes crawling <laughs> into the Twitch chat? It's Chuck. Don't you got some Kingdom Death monster to play with your real friends? You just go, go have fun. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Sorry. This is just like I, 50 whoa. minutes of all the things that Jeff is jealous about today. <laughs> I know, people playing like, Kingdom Death I'm in so person. I'm so jealous of everybody. People with one ring books in hand. Yeah. Everyone's getting one ring books. Stop! Playing. You're gonna make my makeup run. Friends, and I just can't do any of it. Um, anyway, back to this. Thank you for those bits. <laughs> have fun tonight. Not too much, of course. And uh, give give Jeremy a noogie or something for me. Um, 
Okay, so then you guys, yeah, you guys met a couple of folks along the way. You you met a couple of doors, as as as, as Long was saying before. Uh, you met a pair that were looking for road tag. You met uh, merchants coming out of Dale, uh, and uh, then you started the the pass up through the hills of Rudauer. You had a couple of weird experiences through these kind of dark, haunted hills. You know, you've uh, at one point you saw an elf who was kind of humming and singing just disappear in front of your eyes. Uh, another point you found ruins that managed to kind of cause some kind of cold attack or something like Oof. that on a radial as shadow swept over a few of you. Um, and eventually, as you were traveling northward and where we ended, oh, also the crows, I remember that too. You guys kind of kind of got attacked or really spied on by some crows. Did. But eventually you guys came across what looks like a homestead. And that's where we're going to pick up. So let me get some music going here. We're going to call it evening. We're going to say the sun has certainly gone down behind the the weather hills off to the west. So there's very little light still in the area. Just kind of contouring some of the shapes of those hills. But you look ahead... And you can see a series of these small bumps and hills, burns here and there, and there's looks like homesteads that are built into the side of them. A few of them seem to have smoke coming out of what looks like chimneys. You you certainly see what looks like the signs of of pens for animals, livestock, etc. Uh, you see chickens kind of moving about here and there, a pig or two, that kind of thing. Um, goats as well. And at one point you saw a man come out of a door of one of these homestead whistle and what looked like a hound came loping across what looks like not a courtyard but sort of like a central meeting area between a lot of these different burns and came running into the the building with which he called from hey aaron perfect timing just starting up so you guys are at a distance uh on top of a hill to the south uh, kind of looking down at this uh, as far as you know, no one spotted you. Um, again, sun's going down. What do you all want to do? Um, probably observe them for a little bit, right? What do you guys think? Observe them how they're inside. So the gentleman went back inside the house. Uh, yeah. Now, you just, again, this is just your first sight of it. You can get closer. You can look around it. I mean, there's lots of things you could potentially do, but, like, yeah. that was just the first thing you saw as you as you came up. Sure. We can do a, just do a once around, kind of around the, the property, see what else there is. Maybe go say, maybe go say hello. Okay. Um, are you trying to do this? Shall we say stealthily? Are you trying to do, you know, what, what, what are we doing? Are you trying to be brash about it? I would say stealthy. I don't think we want to, like, give these folks cause for concern. Okay, how about how about we do this? Since since we're, we're both kind of trying to, to move quietly and stealthily, but we're also trying to observe. Why doesn't one of you uh, roll for the stealth? One of you roll for, like, an awareness for... Uh, for looking and then the third person you can help one of the other two if you prefer so who who wants to lead the 
sort of lead the, way, lead the way as you're stealthing. Yeah, I'll do this stuff. Okay, and then don't roll just yet. Uh, mm -hmm. And then Arineal or uh, or Gilly, which one of you wants to sort of keep an eye out as Floy is tracking around for you? Uh, Arineal can do awareness. Okay. I had that um, from my level up. Try to find it. Okay, go ahead and look. While we're doing that, I totally forgot. Melissa, I mean, Melissa, you were supposed to remind me, Melissa. I wanted to show this piece of art. Yeah, sorry. I, I just messaged you about it. There it is. Look at this. Look at this. So I think, are you are you in the chat, Nerit? Yeah. Yep. Yes, you are. There you go. Uh, so take a look at this thing. This thing is amazing. So this is like you can like this little piece of artwork we got this week from uh, from some of our friend, one of our friends over in uh, Garblag uh, channel, and we got like you can kind of see like all three of our characters like on top of the cliff, kind of staring off in this sort of direction towards Angmar. This is so freaking cool. Like you got like you can see the you can see on the very left you can see the dwarf with the shield. You can see a Rinial who's the only person who's at all tall and there's there's Gilly waving at like you know Sauron the image of Sauron in the horizon in the dark hills of Angmar it's so so freaking cool like you're amazing at what you do uh Naren Exeka yep. oh, that's amazing running critter on Twitter if you want to check him out there oh it's so good thank you I guess we have to play I guess I gotta Very put cool. it away I, right now it's covering I'm just gonna leave it like this and you can just like look at me and Ashley the whole time we don't need to see <laughs> Melissa's faces so I feel lock, like locks 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 uh, Perfect yeah. timing, actually, because I want to. Yeah, I'll let you guys that. roll. Uh, do you want to help one of them? Support one of them? You don't have, you know, you can you burn. Remember, you burn a hope to give them a die, and if you're giving it to your fellowship focus, you give them two die instead. My uh, Floyd's doing stealth, right? Yes. Yeah, I'll burn a hope to help Floyd. Okay, so take you get two, two extra d six. Yeah, and then Arineal, go ahead uh, if you want to do the awareness test. Alright, both you go ahead and roll those. We'll see how it goes. Oh, that's awful. That's not. Great success. Okay. Uh, Alright, so you're very, you know, I mean, like Floyd does a really good job of making sure you're like, there's, there's a handful of trees here and there. Again, these are kind of really peculiar trees in the sense that they don't seem to have a lot of like foliage on them. They seem very dark and twisted and they kind of give a very sort of haunted look to the area in a way. It's, it's somber even, right? And as the uh, as the sun goes down, like mist begins to form here and there and kind of wafts through some of the valley. But you do a good job of kind of using that to obscure your sight, your, you know, and make sure that no one really sees you. Um at a certain point, you can see that a fire begins to is started up in the center of this this small little community here of a handful of homesteads, like a little bonfire in the center. Uh, and you can see that a, a, a few folks come out. Um, but because you failed your role, you don't really get anything too more specific than that. 
in terms of basic counting, like at least a handful of folks, maybe three, four, five. Um, some of which I'll say in the in the the firelight certainly look similar in just terms of stature and clothing, even to some of the folks that you encountered when you were back in the Bree Lands by Oswald Breaker's home. But nothing too specific, unfortunately. So not all hill folk are like evil like that, right? You don't really most people don't really know. Uh, they're kind of, I mean, if you if you listen to what some of what Oswald Breaker said, like a lot of them were just sort of driven out, and who knows where they went. And that was like more than a thousand years ago that this all happened. Like the the Angmar War and stuff that he had referenced when he was kind of filling you guys in on some of the lore. That was a thousand plus years ago that stuff kind of stuff happened, right? And the the breaking of Arnor and the Battle of Rudau and Angmar versus Arthedain and Cardolan and stuff like that happens so long ago. And and from at least history, at least the lore that uh, that managed to get passed down, like they were driven out. But yeah, now there's people in this these areas, which most people have thought were kind of desolate. Even even rangers don't really tread through these grounds too frequently. So you don't really know. It's kind of an unknown. And Irenia will say, you know, I mean, there's a lot of folks that get a bad reputation, but they're actually just fine people. So we might want to just venture over, have a conversation, see what they've seen going on in their in their backyard here. You might have some. Yeah, maybe they'll allow us to have a nice rest nearby. With that, I'll just go up, let them know our presence. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, Floy, you start descending down the side of the hill. Arrhenio, uh, I'm assuming Arrhenio and Gilly are following? Yes. Okay. So the two of you, you follow along. Um, and... As you get fairly you know, much closer, almost like within the ring of, of light from this fire at the center, you start to see like kind of shadows sort of moving about here and there. And you're going to lose track of some of the people that were either sitting or milling about or stoking the fire or whatever it might be. You hear like the sounds of the different different animals in these pens. Meh here and there kind of distracting you kind of like look over and at the la- you know at the last second you see the trail of a shadow moving between these two burns or behind what looks like a, a stack of of sacks and looks like a broken wagon and as you get uh, as you get really close you realize that there's only one person now left kind of sitting on what looks like some kind of log by the fire it looks like a man probably middle-aged you can see he's got a beard with some small kind of braids in it here and there uh he has some kind of inking kind of going down the right side of his face and you can see that in front of him he has like this kind of crude axe it doesn't look as kind of impressive as your weaponry but you're not sure if this is like a woodsman's axe or not but it's but he seems to be trying to sharpening it here and there and he's kind of got his legs like spread wide in this 
kind of man-spreading position as he's doing so. Um, and he's like right on the opposite side of the fire as you come up, but he's not looking at you. He's looking down at the axe. Important question. Has that dog reappeared? You do not see it. Uh, okay. Since you're closer, I mean, I'll let you redo an awareness if you want. Okay. Success. Okay. You don't see the dog. But as you're kind of getting a little bit closer, you hear the crunch of your feet, your boots, as you're kind of stepping even closer to the fire now. You hear what sounds like footsteps behind you, crunching around in sort of the dry grass. And you look back really quickly, and at the last second, you just see like a shadow kind of moving this way and that. And uh, that's when the voice of the man by the fire speaks up, still not looking at you guys, like looking just down at his axe, and he's just like, that will be enough. No further, unless you want to not live any longer. Just freeze mid-step. Uh, we, we come in peace. Mm, do you? Is that why you have been stalking around our homes for the past hour. We're just cautious ourselves. Don't know what's out there. Hmm. If you are peaceful people, then why should you be worried? Because we've been tracking other people that are not at all peaceful. Hmm. What are these other people you are looking for? We're after an orc named Rotag. Well then, rejoice, dwarf. There are no orcs within our homes. Whoosh. Just like the whole time. And then at a certain point, he just stops, drops like this whetstone in the ground. And he stands up, puts the axe over his shoulder, and he probably is a good, you know, 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six really big guy he's almost above and like you can see his face above like the flickering fire at this point shadows kind of dancing around he's got this i mean it's kind of an intimidating look and you hear him whistle and coming from all these different directions you can see these shadows just start to encroach upon your position and uh they've got like hoods up over their heads and they're holding these bows that these fairly crude hunting bows you can tell they're not these they're not long longbows or anything of too great of make but they're holding all of them pulled back arrows pointed in your direction uh, what brings the uh, what brings you all into our camp and why should we not do away with you now you say you look for orc clearly we are not orc you could have seen that from your skulking Yet you chose to come in here nonetheless. Well, we were under the impression that no one really lived out here, so we were surprised to see a full community of people. So we weren't sure if we would be welcome, and uh, you seemed friendly enough perhaps that we thought we would come and introduce ourselves 
And perhaps mm. you might have seen something that could give us some information, perhaps, as to the movements of those we are seeking. As I said, we have not seen orc. Perhaps not orcs, but has there been an increase of of activity in this area? Whispers within the woods? Perhaps trolls? Trolls? No. There An encroaching darkness? Here. Kind of looks at you like you... It's like he's uh, he's confused as to what exactly you are. He's kind of like looking at you. It's like... Oh, darkness. I'm a hobbit. Uh, I, I am an adult. Uh, my name is Gilly <laughs> Kettlegrass. It's a pleasure to meet you. You can... are very, very tall, sir. Mm. Kind of like looks around to the others and they kind of start to slowly like let the tension out of their bows. Well, come. Miss Kettlegrass, sit. Tell me about hobbits. Sure. And she'll sit down and she'll like pull out her book and um because uh, she's got some sketches in the meeting. I'm when I was learning how to draw, I tended to to, to, to try and draw my family more than anything. Um so this is my mom. Um and she just kind of goes into like a little bit of an explanation of like sure. And he's he he like he he humors you a little bit as you're like kind of sitting. You're probably not even sitting down. You're just kind of flipping through this like sketchbook on the log while he's standing and like kind of looking down at you. But every he's constantly looking up towards Arinial and Floy at this point. Hmm. You uh, have a talent for drawing these things. Could I? Could I ask you a question about your facial tattoos? Is that well, inappropriate? I... No, not necessarily. What do you want to know? Um, I was wondering what kind of of symbolism did they hold? Do certain ones mean certain things? Because yours is rather impressive. Hmm, it marks clan. Could you identify a clan if I had a, a sketching of one? For what reason? Um, we there was a clan that happened to attack one of the men in our town, and they took some of his goods to this orc that we're looking for. You can see as you're explaining that, he's, again, looking around at this point at the others who are still continuing to kind of circle. And none of them have completely put their weapons away, but, like, they've yeah. sort of released the tension of the bows and put them down. But, like, you can tell that all of them are just, like, eyeing down both Arineal and Floyd. Like, like if the wrong move would happen, Arineal or Floyd, like, they could easily just, like, loose, like, four or five different different arrows at you. 
Um, I'll say this though, Floyd Reniel, go ahead and roll awareness. I am not intimidating in my small stature. <laughs> no. You guys, uh, no. you guys, you guys are often too quick to roll in one ring. Like, remember, you have so many things that you can tap into—hope, oh, yeah. fellowship, all that kind of stuff. So, like, always, like, kind of go through the thing in your mind before you just toss the rolls out, because sometimes it might be helpful to do that. But once the roll happens, it's over. <laughs> We're okay. rolling so badly. Yeah, you just you don't really notice anything anything other than what I've said. Hmm. Could I saying, do an awareness roll? No, 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 no. You, you wouldn't okay. see it. You're busy talking to him. You're, um, you're accusing my people of attacking you. Was that uh, what you not said? your people here. Hmm. But I guess uh, not... Not every hobbit is a great hobbit. So just because one or two may have done something, I'm not saying all of you are bad. Am I am I saying that? Does that? I understand you. Yeah. Show me the symbol. And she'll flip to the page and she'll show him the symbol. And you can see like his face just sort of winces. Hmm. Tell your friends to. Drop their arms on the ground. Okay. Uh, would you guys mind putting your weapons down, please? Don't have much choice, so I'll go ahead and do it. Yeah, Arunia okay. will just sort of look around and comply. And so he just puts up a hand, and you see this small of stature, like cloaked figure, just like run across in front of Arunia and Floyd, and just kind of like scoop up your weapons. And just sort of scoot away. And so at that point, as they get really, really close to Renio Floyd, you realize it's a kid. Like young. Like you would you would like you kind of get a, the barest of view on like their, their face at that point. But you can tell fairly young, you can see a like a wisp of like this sort of orange red hair just coming out from underneath the cloak ever so slightly. But she picks it up and she just kind of carries all of your stuff, like and it's kind of heavy, but she's doing her best and she kind of brings it over towards the fire and drops it down uh, next to the man who's been speaking. Is there anything else we can do to put you more at ease? You can sit. And he kind of motions to the fire. I... What's your name, sir? I'm terribly sorry. I. Where I am, are my manners? I am the deal. Can you spell that, Jeff? <laughs> Nadil. Nadil, okay. It is how uh, he does not spell it himself. So you write down how it sounds. I, he's no deal in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> he is a big deal in his notes. Hmm. You, um, you say you have seen these people who bear this mark, is that correct? Yes. And they have done harm to you. Is that correct? Yeah. And now you come into our lands to do harm to them? Um, we're looking for the orc. But... They, they took 
You say you're looking for orc, but there is no orc here, and you show me this mark. We are. Say I look like other people. You are speaking in turns here. We're currently we're on our way to Mount Graham. Hmm. Um, that's where we believe this orc to be. Um, there's just we have little pieces of information. I did not say anything to you. Oh. I know but, your kind. You may stay quiet. And you can feel like in your back, like someone just sort of poking you forward towards one of the logs. Remember, you're a rain like like you have the look of a ranger at that point, mm-hmm, which is yeah. what you think he probably refers to, not like just sure human the fact that you're a ranger. Sure. I will We know your kind. You are not if not for the generosity of the boisterousness of this little hobbit, we would have struck you down by now, Ranger. Sit. And you, Dwarf, we have not yet made decision. But I'll tell you this, Miss Kettlegrass, you have charmed me with your drawings, your sketches, your bright smile, but you tell story of orc. But then you ask questions about my people and accuse them of harming yours. I do not believe you. I do not believe you are here looking for orcs or goblins or trolls. I believe you are here to exact some sort of vengeance on those who have harmed you. And for that I fear we are we are enemies. I wouldn't go that far. I would say more so I'm trying to gather information to paint the larger picture. I think that there's something bigger than just this one one instance of violence. And and that's what I'm looking for. All right. Let's shift into council rules at this point, I think. Okay. And I th- and like normally, like you guys pick a spokesperson. It does really feel like Gilly's been the spokesperson. Is that fair? Oh sure. Say? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, how would you describe what you're trying to get out of him? Um. What do you mean? Like just like, just what like what do you want from him? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Ideally, she wants to know the name of the clan. In. Like, that's, like, one of the bigger pieces of information. And then anything really about hill folk that he's willing to divulge from there. Because, like, she kind of shared about Hobbit history. So she's hoping maybe he'd be willing to share something about hill folk history. But that's secondary to okay. the clan name. I'm going to set this at Resistance 9 as... Uh, this is a fairly dangerous request. Um, and it looks like they're get, you're getting a lot more from it than they are. And you're essentially asking them to turn coat on one of their kind, which could be dangerous for them mm. for no real benefit. So that seems like this might be in the nines step. Is that fair? Does that make sense, that logic? Yeah. yeah. Would okay. you guys want to change the question to anything? Or do you agree that that's what... 
Don't worry about it. I mean, that's fine. I mean, we still got to set time limit and stuff. Like, uh, okay. th- yeah, I think, I think so. it's okay. Yeah. All right. So then, uh, you're the, you're our spokesperson. Okay. So you've you've done a decent job thus far of kind of calming him. He he seems he seems genuinely intrigued by you, and you're showing like like you you you've worked your charms thus far. But how about we set it up with a roll at this point? So, okay. uh, let's do our introduction roll. This can be. I mean, common things are like awe, courtesy, or riddle. Um, courtesy probably, like I it sounds like, like what you've been doing. Feeling, yeah. yeah, yeah, it sounds like what you've been doing. And again, before you roll, think about resources that you might want to use for it. So fellowship, fellowship points, points hero points, etc. Yeah. Or hero points. Uh, or extra. Hope points, hope. excuse me. Uh, do we have any extra die, Melissa? We have four. Okay. I will take one. Okay. Is this thing allowed during this um i don't think during the intro uh i don't see anything that says no so yeah if you want to that's fine if you want to burn a hope to help her out i don't see any reason why just ex- um, you know it, it looks like others participate later that's me summarizing by the way oh, are you looking okay. at my yeah, yeah that's yeah. that those are those for myself like that's more of along lines of um oh thank you Aaron. oh thank you Aaron. Uh, Floyd, I'll say if you can, if you can think, uh, if you can sort of give me, give me, give me how you'd be doing it. And as long as it sort of makes sense in the situation, then we'll say, yeah. So how would Floyd be like helping in this situation? Oh, for like the courtesy (laughs) rule? Yeah. Like how, how would you be helping with, with, with her in this? It doesn't have to be courtesy, by the way. I'm just saying, how would Floyd? Just don't don't worry about skills. Just tell me, like, just just tell me how would Floyd in the scene be helping with, like, just sort of smoothing the intro into this negotiation that we're about to undergo. Maybe I'll start unpacking a couple things, like just getting ready for food. Maybe. Okay. Start just like getting food meal. out and stuff. Oh, like, like break we're... bread with him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so you burn your hope. Uh, and is she your is she your fellowship focus? No, it's is, is. All right, so get one I'll extra die from Floyd. Okay. All right, give it a roll. Wow! Oh, Ordinary success. All right, so then the time limit is equal to the resistance of the council plus one for each success icon. And I think extraordinary is what three. Uh, I have I two extra sixes, if that's what you mean. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to have so the time limit's going to be eleven. So okay. basically, you have eleven chances to get nine successes. Remember, success icons. All right, and so now we know how to do it now, right? So now it's just like we kind of rotate around. People are kind of you're you're explaining what you're doing to try to help the situation. Um, obviously, like there's there's specific social skills that are really useful, things like in hearten, insight, persuade, riddle, and song. But as we've done in the past, like don't limit yourself to that. You can be creative and you can try other things as long as you're figuring out a way where it makes sense. Okay. All right. So we are now actually in the council now. So you need nine before you have before 11. Okay. Who would like to 
try to go first as he's now very like concerned as you're trying to get information out of him about other people that you know his 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 people his folk and you've accused them of doing harm and in his mind that means vengeance and you've come up with this story about orcs and he hasn't seen orcs and he's somewhat suspicious of he's very concerned and suspicious of like what you've been what you've been saying like at the same time he hasn't they had you dead to rights if they wanted because unfortunately Arineal had a nine on her awareness (laughs) roll when she approached so how how do you want to go about kind of earning their trust here I think Gilly will point out uh to begin with that if if she was after vengeance then would we really have approached you like this to to speak with you civilly mm-hmm uh okay kind of like in an I'm thinking like an inhartan roll okay uh yeah you guys I mean you guys tell me what skill you want to roll and as long as it makes remote sense like I'm cool with it and again, think about before you roll it, think about the resources that you might oh, want to spend. I'm on it. I am okay. spending one of our fellowships so I can make this favored. Uh, fellowships down to five. Hey, Diesel Shot, how's it going? And yeah, too old to Twitch. Redheaded, redheaded kid. You know, there's a kid here too. I mean, there's other people with hoods on as well that have, yeah. like, have their bows out kind of mm-hmm. covering or obscuring their face in some way. And I'll say at this point, you do notice that there are a total, like this doesn't require a observation anymore. There are a total of five. Uh, and other than the deal, only one of them seems as, as like fairly big. Uh, a couple others are also like only one of them seems to like kind of match the deal's height. Other, there's two others that are fairly tall as well, and then there's a two, and then there's two more that are much, much smaller. Okay. Um, I am also going to spend one hope to use my distinctive feature, True Hearted, to get okay. two bonus die. Perfect. That sounds perfect. All right, roll it when you're ready. I ripped it. Extraordinary success, Jeff. Yay! Okay, so that'll one, two. That's a great start. So that should be one for the success, and then two for your additional sixes on your success die. So I think that's three that just went towards the resistance. So I'm tallying that up. Sweet. So what do you say? She just kind of points out, uh, you know, we approached you without violence, not because we were seeking retribution and if we thought all hill folk were bad hill folk don't you think that's how we would have gone about it you see it's just sort of like strokes the beard and he's like perhaps but we did see you skulking in the shadows along the ridge line there you've been spying us for some time but we have been observing you as well if you True. were so honest and open, perhaps you should have come down initially instead of trying to make a tactical assessment of our strength. Clearly, we outnumbered you as well. Perhaps that is the only reason why you did approach peacefully. Perhaps if we numbered fewer, 
We would be having a far different engagement right now. More, I was surprised that we ran into people out here because we have been traveling for a while and we haven't run into anyone. I was very surprised to find you guys had an established settlement here. We enjoy our privacy. Understandable. People of, the people of your lands have long marred our reputation. Uh, okay, who wants to pitch in next? to see if I could kind of just drop a lot of information that we've received. So, you know, kind of almost just kind of bringing him up to speed on how there's been like the attacks on sort of the, the livestock and, um, like all of the different things that have been going on um, just to kind of show that this has sort of been like a broad ranging, you know, kind of thing where there's a lot of different rumors and a lot of different things going on. And so we're trying to gather together. Okay. Uh, What are you thinking of rolling for this? I... I mean, it sounds like maybe a persuade... Yeah, that's not something I'm at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was hoping for. You could say riddle, perhaps, if you have that, like trying to like link things together. How about, like, I was trying to go maybe awe, like all of the things that we've been doing, like all the battles we've had so far, like we're, like, committed to trying to. Help you could everyone in all of these areas. I mean, you do have that cool helmet. Uh, which probably wouldn't help you in this situation, by the that way. Is true. Since <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. if if and and besides which, it's like it's ancient history that most people don't even know. I mean, you all don't even didn't really know about it. So, assuming anyone's going to know what that means, isn't a hundred percent consistent. Um. So awe is basically a hero's native charisma, but it could be like a dramatic entrance or impressive attire. So I'm not sure if just like dumping a litany of information really speaks okay. to what awe is. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm open to other things, but I just, I, I don't know if awe really fits that. Um, it also, I mean, you could say it's, I mean, lore maybe even, like as you're trying to like drop but it's it's really just like local information. I don't know. It feels like persuade to me because it feels like it's reasoning. It feels like you're just trying to reason with him with the information you have. It's, it sounds like persuade. All right. I'll take one of the D6s and one of the fellowships. Okay. Hey, great success. There you go. Well, look at that. So you basically start trying to like almost litigate your case in a way and how like this isn't a case of, you know, aggression on your part. You're just trying to like look into why these things are happening and like this weird, strange conspiratorial efforts. You're worried that there's, you know, 
that that there's like aggression from outsiders that seems coordinated. You you've had you again you reiterate the orcs and the goblins thing, and that does seem to have like a bit of an effect. So we're up to five successes already, by the way. Yay! With that, with your with your two from that, and he says, "I can appreciate your concern to protect your people." I uh, I understand that very well. It is, in fact, what I am doing here. As this one says, we are remote, reclusive, away from potential dangers and traffic from those who might misunderstand us, misjudge us. And while I sympathize with your desire, my concern, due in part to what I have witnessed in my lifetime, is that once those are aggrieved there is a tendency for the aggrieved to become the aggressors perhaps that is why you are here I said to exact some measure of vengeance to make some sort of statement to prevent future incidents by showing signs of strength or in the case of the three of you some kind of some kind of assassination in the darkness, skulking about. You're right about the revenge. It's what I'm after. But not see, like his eyes kind of open at that point. You hear a bowstring. But I'll bring out some dwarf hair that I had from earlier. But on you guys, Rotag. If you guys did this to my kind, some of your heads would be on the ground right now. Okay. Yeah, see, like, like yeah, he recoils a bit at, at this. It's just like at the sort of like the fierceness because so thus far it's been very logical, very you know, very calm. And then Floyd comes throwing out dwarf beers and threatening to cut people's heads off. So, what is Floyd rolling here? Good question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you could definitely rolling, rolling their heads. All, I'm rolling. I think uh, I think all makes sense. Yeah, okay. all definitely yeah. makes sense. Uh, let's do. Just like kind of this pure, like this pure strength that you're trying to demonstrate. And I appreciate that it's not at all arguing his point. Like, no, you're totally exactly right. That's exactly yeah. what I want to do. It's just not you. <laughs> right. Yes, I want to cut their heads off. Okay. Right. So we have uh, seven D6s if you wanted an extra. We have four fellowship if you want to make it favored as well. Let's. Yeah, let's get an extra bonus die with favor. That sounds good. Okay. All right. Six and three. <laughs> oh, three. Okay. That's right. He's got that bedazzled beard. Oh, he does. Yeah. He's like, just look at it as it's flickering and glowing. Okay, you got an Auto automatic success. There we go. Nice. There you go. You got your Gandalf die. Okay. Um, he recoils. He's like, as he looks at the ground, and you can see he motions in one of the, the smaller individuals, almost just barely bigger than Gilly, as you see them run and pick up the thing, very things that you threw and bring them to him. And Gilly, you're really close to him. You're on the opposite side of this bonfire. You can kind of see like a kind of a mm-hmm. small like twinge of sort of pride. And you like look down and you can see that there's a there's a bit of a 
familial resemblance here, like between this little, what now you know is a child, you know, probably no more than seven or so, something like that. Um, kind of reaches up, kind of hands it, and like a little grin comes on the kid's face, and then he just sort of, sh- you know, kind of ruffles their head and just kind of shoves them off, but kind of in an affectionate kind of way, not in a, a very mean way, but like, like, kid, quit it. Now's not the time. Go, go, go. And he's like, kind of takes a look at this and is like, Ugh. finally, a bit of uh, honesty amongst the three. I was wondering if blood pumped through the two of these. Reason, logic. Finally, the fiery of emotion. Of course, it would come from the dwarf. Revenge. Yes, I had the right of it. I suspected as much. One does not travel from your lands to mine for simple reasons of curiosity. They are driven by more primal things. Yes. Yes. But again, I tell you, we have not seen these orcs of which you speak. Uh, you guys are at six successes out of nine already. You guys are crushing it. Uh, and you're only three of 11 on your time limit. You're doing a fantastic job. But he's like holding them up and you can see there's like a bit of, you know, like he's kind of disgusted by it, like seeing the bits of teeth and stuff that have been braided behind like, oof, gruesome. This is not something my people do. He throws it back at Floyd at that point. We are many things, but we are not this. Uh, okay, so six and nine. Who's next? Oh, good. Would turn towards the child, like if it's still nearby. Yeah, all I mean, all the figures are nearby. Yeah, yeah. They're in play if you want them to be. And she'll kind of be like, because like same size kind of thing, <laughs> like, uh, and Gilly will like introduce herself to them as well, and then because ideally, what I want to do is I want to do. Um, kind of like a way to like endear me with this kid. So like either maybe that's not appropriate to do in the middle of a council. Whatever you like. But like maybe like scooch closer and start showing her like my or them my drawings and maybe teach them like like a like a song of my people like a like a, a children's song or something as just a way to show that Gilly's just interested in passing along information and learning information and just getting along with people mm-hmm. so you're just going to reach out and try to hand the book to this child as as they're like kind of trying to be shoveled off away well as the kids like being shoveled off away Gilly will like pat the log next to her and um and like hold the book like hey do you want to come look at this too with me okay 
Okay, go for it. Uh, what are you rolling? Um, would you say courtesy applies still? Because she's trying to be polite and get along, or more in heart and uh, I think that's fine if you want to use courtesy. I don't think that's beyond the realm of reason. Okay. Interesting suggestion in chat to offer to draw. Offer their to draw family. the family. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe and just be like, draw the kid or something if they sit next like, to me. Do you have any drawings of your family? Would you like to see them? Sorry, this is a very addicting. <laughs> I know you like that voice. Uh, Mal, can I use nice. one of the dice? Yep. All right, go for it. Roll it up. Let's see how left. it goes. All right, one success. My All screen's right. frozen, so I'm glad I succeeded. You got one success. So you just you just succeed on the roll, no bonus. And so you can you hear a kind of a little bit of a sneer, and like you can tell that the guy standing next to you, this Nadil, he kind of stiffens a bit as you reach out to sort of talk to this kid, you know, presumably his kid, without you know having established a rapport yet really yeah um but when you you kind of pat the log and the the kid kind of sort of very carefully steps closer but doesn't sit down but you start kind of flipping through the book showing some of the pictures that you've drawn do you you do you want me to draw draw you and the kid just kind of looks up at the deal and the deal looks down and you can see, like, there's a stern look on Nadil's face, and then finally he just kind of relents and he just nods. Doesn't smile or anything, but just nods. And Gilly just starts sketching this kid as the, the hood is pulled back. And you can see there's, again, there's a kid, a boy of maybe six, seven, maybe eight, hard to really tell. Uh, mm-hmm. Really kind of dirty, messy hair uh, that the, that's been mushed around because of the hood itself. A couple freckles here and there, and like, what looks like the like like blonde like a kind of a blondish hair a little bit of like an auburn color to it as well uh and he gives you kind of this toothy grin as you start to sketch him out uh okay you guys are seven of nine <laughs> and uh uh you have got you got plenty of time so who's next so Arinia would like to do an enhearten roll um and so essentially kind of following off of gilly um, Gilly was kind of kind of going in the idea of kind of family and how important family is. Mm-hmm. And so kind of what Arunio wants to focus on is the idea of family is clearly very important to him. And mm-hmm. the reason we're here puts his family at risk. Okay. That's good. That's good. And it's- in Harton in the sense that you're trying to like assure him that you you mean no harm to his family right yeah and essentially i'm kind of looking at kind of the skill definition like urging them to act on the matter at hand right 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 yeah i see where you're going with it yeah for sure uh so that puts us fellowship down to two and I'll grab one of these to four <gasps> how are you guys gonna heal your hope at the end oh, uh, no. my fellowship baiting this stuff out left and right yeah i am <laughs> gonna get me some shadow scars this is the easy part of tonight oh, oh no. no all of that wait did it do that yeah it did as you start to talk about his family like super directly like whereas gilly was a little bit more passive about it and kind of approached it from an indirect angle and because he had already demonstrated a bit of 
like a, a, an iciness towards you and, and rangers and stuff, he will sort of spat and he'll say, he'll say, mind your tongue, ranger, what would you know about family? Uh, Floy, you got anything? Hmm. Oh, no. Let's do a little more towards my expertise. Maybe I think we saw that like crude weaponry when we came up. So maybe I can yeah. like offer some tips of advice to whoever's nearby. Like do this, do this. And maybe their arrows will become more sharper, refined. Their axes more refined. Yeah. You hear kind of like the drawstrings and stuff behind you. You kind of peek over your shoulder and you can, you see that the hunting bows themselves, they're, they're crudely made, they're homemade. They're not like made by what you would imagine is a very expert craftsman. Um, but you can see that there's like, as you look back, you can see there's a woman's face like underneath this hood, uh, you know, middle age or so it might be his wife. You might piece it together and she's got the, the bow kind of pulled at this point. Um, but you can tell like the longer she holds this thing, the more likely it's going to snap. Right. It's, 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 you're not really sure. So yeah, go ahead and roll. Another Gandalf. automatic success. You're crushing these Gandalfs. Okay. You guys are at eight of nine and time limits at six of 11. And so as you turn and you sort of speak over your shoulder towards the woman, you can see that like she that kind of hesitates suddenly with like you kind of speaking to her directly. And you can tell that there's another figure back here that has uh, this is the other like fairly tall looking figure that's got the arrow, you know, got a bow pointed at a rineal, like could easy could easily let it go. And you can see she so the one that's pointing it at you just hesitates, kind of looks down at it and kind of turns it over as you start to point out some of the, the problems in the in the structure of the bow. Probably not your expertise, but your people are, are well-known craftsmen, but wood is not probably your expertise necessarily. Uh, but you've been in enough battles to be able to kind of afford some kind of uh, advice here and there. All right, you need one more success. Who would like to ta tackle it? Who is going to be the hero? I think all of you have gone twice, so any one of you can just finish this off now. It's just simple, just a simple one success. Just got to roll Gandalf, which is terrifying. Um, Gilly will still uh, try from that because at that point she'll probably look at Nadil and be like, as she finishes the child, and she'll like show him the page and she'll like rip it out and hand it to him and be like, uh, I, I could I could draw you as as well and um. Or maybe not a courtesy, but kind of do the same thing that she did to the um, the dwarves and kind of be like, I, I, I'm here for information. That's that's what I care about, and it's the information of the hill folk is is biased, and I I would like to hear something from the source. I'd like to hear your side of, of the story. And then again, be careful here because like the history of like Rudauer and stuff like that, the ancient history of Angmar, like 
that's different than huge. what's happening yeah. now, right? Like what's no, so I think like two different she means more here. so in the sense of just like. Uh, I don't know their day to day, or maybe maybe I don't know. Do you guys have ideas? The only other idea that I had um, is to see if there's anybody that seems to have any type of like injury. Like, do I see anybody? Oh, that I don't seems... want to heal anybody again. <laughs> <laughs> I have three in it, so I'm trying to think of something that like I have three in that would okay. increase my chance of being successful. Uh, yeah, you uh, you do notice that the that the uh, one of the we'll say the 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 younger girl with the red hair or she was going by you, you noticed a, you definitely saw a limp so i'll just sort of very slowly you know kind of hands up just say if if it's okay with you i can reach in my bag i have some um some some wraps and some different things that i could possibly make a poultice or something and um maybe be of service okay to you all go for it do i use a fellowship and try to make it favor do i just rely on the three that i've got um all right i'll go with the three that i've got okay Great success. Great success. You hear the woman from behind Floy speak up at this point and say, uh, Nadil, let her help our daughter. She, our own attempts have failed. I worry she will lose, she will lose too many of her thoughts. Let her help. Enough. These people had an opportunity to attack us, and they did not. They have given up their weapons. They have been friendly. We shall return that friendliness. You've seen NDL's, like, kind of, like, almost almost got that. Yes. Yes, my love. Yes. Come, sit. Yes, help, please. And he kind of looks over towards Arineal. You can tell he still got kind of, like, a bit of um, uh, kind of a bit of a a, a sour look. Sodden, mm-hmm. sweetie, come here. She will help you. Show her what you have done. And he kind of explains how recently she was kind of off, kind of picking blueberries and things like that in a nearby bog, and she stepped on something beneath as like the as some of the peat kind of gave way. And something stabbed the bottom of her foot, and you can, you as you pull the uh, as you pull like the shoe off, and you kind of unwrap everything. It's got this horror. It's like it's clearly infected, and they've looked like they've tried to put some sort of patches and things on it, but it hasn't quite been working out. And you know, as you start to mess around with it, bits and pieces here and there, like she's wincing left and right. At this point, everyone. It starts to lower their weapons, except for the one tall figure that's behind Arineal, and you hear him kind of shout out in kind of a, a broken language, 
Uh, but you can tell he says, this is a mistake. We should kill them now before she comes. And Nadil is like, put your weapon down. Barak, put it down. And then slowly, like the weapon kind of goes down and you hear like a, a hiss and then a spat. And then the guy who is pointing it at a renewal just kind of storms off into the shadows at that point. But they invite you all like to the to the fire and they kind of introduce themselves like I'm the deal this is this is Una so he spoke to the woman who kind of stopped this all my daughter Sultan this here is one of my two sons this is Leo and then this other kind of older woman comes out this is our friend Reza that is all that there's currently in the uh, the area here. And you can tell, like, of all of them, like, really the only three that look like fighters are, you know, the, the husband and wife and then that the guy who stormed off. So as Arineal kind of shifts off and starts working to try to heal, uh, heal poor Sodden, uh, Nadil kind of turns and, and Una as well, kind of speaking to Gillian Floy. And says, I apologize for our reticence, but you come at a very awkward time, both within our people and within our family. Our eldest son has run off, and we fear you might be lost to us. But you care not about that. You had questions and... We have said we will answer, and I will answer some. The woman you look for is named Lodi. She and her clan are very strong. In fact, she has been building her war party for quite some time. She's been unifying smaller groups. This is how we live. We live nomadically for the most part. Some like my family, we try to make steadings like this one. We try to have a life, but the the hills of this place are not hospitable. Not like the greenery of your lands. Some here are barbaric and warring. There's limited resources. And they flock to Lottie as she promises them. Well, whatever she needs to promise them. Some have taken up residences within the strongholds of old. The people who came before ancestors I know nothing of. I care nothing of. None of us here do. We want nothing more than to fill the bellies of our families with food to keep them safe. That is all. Some believe Lodi is the one who can do this best for them. Others, not so much. She has been taking her, her people, her war parties around and scavenging through the remains of that which was once built here. Whatever people built these dark strongholds, towers, castles, keeps. These sorts of things. 
People say that within them there are items of power. Some believe them to have power. Others believe they merely demonstrate power, prestige. This is what she has done. I have heard that she was thinking to extend some of that task outside of the our realms, our hills, elsewhere. Many, well, many seek to claim her favor by bringing her such items, items of weapons, beauty, these things. But we care more for food. We care for livestock. We care for these things, for learning to plant the, plant the earth, make our gardens, tend our food and our flocks. I believe our son, brave though he might be foolish, is trying to do the same, trying to win her favor. He, he has run off and he has likely joined her. Or if not, he has tried to raid one of these places to bring How to her. How long ago did he leave? Within the week. Long before did, you have arrived. Did he have an idea of what he was going to offer for his inclusion? I do not know. I am afraid he and I have not seen eye to eye for some time. He has pushed and pushed and pushed for us to join Lottie's clans. And I have said no. But much, much becomes of a father and son. Soon, when he wants to be a man, he must disagree. No matter what it is I say, whether I speak reason, whether I am here to merely protect him and his sisters and his younger brother, but... What is his name? His name is Gildor. He's is nearly his, 16. Is his tattoo similar to yours? Yes, I have told you this. This indicate family and clan. Okay. I do not know where he has gone. I suspect. I have my suspicions. And I speak truth when I say I have seen no orc party. Which is not to say that I have not come by through here. There's, these lands are quite wide. The mists play tricks in the valleys. And the shadows spread far and wide. They could have moved through here. If it is true that she is working with them, well, I have heard these rumors as well. Have you seen her recently? No. But she will be by here soon, I would imagine. Not two days west of here, there is an unclaimed sunken keep that she has not yet hoard. She has not yet scoured for whatever treasures it might have. Either her or her people, I'm sure, will come by at some point. Or my foolish son or many others might have gone there instead. She does not live near here, far to the north. I hesitate to give you too much information. 
information that can be tracked back to me. Not everyone within this family sees eye to eye. Our friend, Beric. My sister's brother, who is no longer with us. He, he would have killed you. Even now I worry he might bring information back to Lottie. Announce your coming. The arrival of three strangers in our lands. The hills are wide and there are many, many communities and hidden in the shadows and the gullies and moving about with the herds. At some point, word will cut back to her that you are here. And as much as you say you are here for this orc, you are nonetheless here following whatever it is she did to your people. We do not plan to linger long. Mm -hmm. Is there a... Maybe it doesn't matter, but is there a, a name for her clan? No. It is just Lodi, her war party. Mm. We do not name things the way that you do. We're a clan and family. Understood. Irenia will look over to Floyd. Um, keep that has not yet been searched. Sounds great, but if Lottie and her gang is there, it's not what we're really after yet. It could be a sign of good faith if we could venture out and try to locate Geldor. We have priorities. All these sidetracking It'll go off mark. I think that's why we came, though, is to gather information and see what we can see. If we go in with no plan, that's likely going to have a poorly favored outcome. The more information we can gather, the more even this, if we can bring bring this son back to his family, that's perhaps one less individual for us to fight. But we you do heard come across her. Lottie could come by any time if we linger for too long. We're outnumbered out here. Got, Arineal, that she raised 12 wraiths? I don't... I don't know if, if we're ready for that. I think the idea is to get what we can out of there before she's here. Didn't hear you say that she's there? No. She said at some point oh, huh. she'll be here. Gotcha. But at this point, it's a keep that hasn't ever been searched before. So there's potentially treasure inside. And if their son was looking for some type of tribute to bring to Lottie, if the family knows about it, he might know about it. And perhaps we can... Oh, that's true. Bring him back to his family before he joins her cause. 
and then we can continue on before she even arrives and there's less for her to get. How do we even know what she's after? Oh, talking to a guild or her mind. How far is this crypt? Two days west from here. I fear if we head there, we're going to encounter. I think it would be worth us heading in that direction. It's not pulling us too far away from our our path. If we come upon it and see that it's already overrun, we don't have to continue. And if we arrive there and it's overrun, we waste two days. I think then we just keep going north. We have to veer west anyway to get to our destination. And Arrhenia will turn back um, to Nadil and ask, have you ventured in that direction uh, in your search for Keldor? I have not searched for him. He is a headstrong boy if he wishes for this to be his path, then so be it. Like, you can tell, like, he's sort of disgusted about it. Like, you can tell the mother is less so, but he says, the place is... It is a dark place. The keep is... Is at the bottom of a, a valley that is being overtaken by bog, dark pools, water. It is said that something lurks within the dark there. Creature of some kind. Mm. It is not place that we go very frequently, as you might imagine. We do not like to stay within the walls of whoever it is who built these structures in this area, in this whole land. It does strange things to our dreams. We prefer the open hills, where we can see the dangers that come from every direction. We have recently come to to know and battle the things that can enter your mind and it is quite disturbing but yes I have heard that Lodi is is obsessed with the magic of old with um, artifacts of elvish make she has a fascination with those beings and she uses uh, uses this to mesmerize to to fool the people who follow her to thinking that she is more than she really is which is 
which is just a barbarian. Nothing more. Tricks and things she uses to enhance. Maybe, maybe I am wrong. Maybe they have power. Maybe they do not. But there are more things that might have power that we can keep out of her hands. The better for our cause. Whatever you wish. I have done my part. I have told you what I know. I shall put my children to bed now. Good night. You may stay here by the fire. If any of you come within the domicile, our peace is off. Do you understand? Yes. Thank you. He gets up and he kind of grabs his kids and he ushers them over, brings them home. Like, you've made some progress on cleaning up the young girl's, young girl's injury, but we'll see how it looks in the, in the morning. Irene will return to Gillian Floyd and say, and you know, she's kind of touching, you know, the helm. Just say, things like this should not reach her hands or anyone else. If we have an opportunity to clear this place out, they can both benefit us and well, perhaps we can then just slightly. I think this would be worth our worth our time. Yeah, it makes sense. But it really really torn these two decisions here. What does Gilly think? I'd like to hear her. I mean, I know that killing Rotag is a priority of ours, and we do have time to keep if we're going to try and reach the elves. That's two more days. Or the elves, sorry. The dwarves, <laughs> excuse me. If we're going to reach the dwarves. So that would be potentially at least four days. I told you guys town. last time, don't don't worry about tracking time like that. Yeah. Like, it's not that precise. Don't, don't worry about that. We're hand-waving, yeah. that kind of stuff. But she, uh, but I do agree with Arineal that this is a really great opportunity. Lottie is the larger picture. At least that's what I think. All right. In the morning, we had Wes. All right. Absolutely. Rest, I'll keep watch. It appears overrun. We will not venture further. Okay. Um, so yeah, you guys sleep out here by the fire. You can go ahead and take. Uh, if anyone you needs to take a prolonged rest, you can go ahead and do that. Uh, everyone kind of drifts off to their different domiciles. Uh, you can see Barrack and that other woman. They go off to each go off to different ones. Um, you can see that Una. Uh, Nadil's wife, like she kind of eventually lingers by the fire, kind of just eavesdropping on you all before dipping back into her into her place. Uh, but yeah, you can go ahead and take your prolonged rest. So, are any of you down on endurance? I don't think no, so. Yeah, everyone's no. fine. Should be fine. No. Okay. Uh, you can also, when you're resting, if you want, this is technically when you do the fellowship point spending. We've been doing it at the end of a session, but technically it's while resting. If you want to regain additional hope, one point of hope is regained for each fellowship point spent. 
So if you want to do that, you're welcome to do that as well. What about fatigue, though? Is that affected in any way? Fatigue is the travel journey thing. So that until the end of the journey, until we get to the to the up towards Mount Graham, that's not taken care of. Okay. Sort of like travel fatigue. Uh, Gilly, Arrhenius at seven. How about you? I'm at five. Okay, you can go ahead and take the fellowship. Do we want to spend them now? Oh, I see. Because then for the- we are going, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to start doing that correctly as opposed to like end of the session. So Okay, so it refreshes at the beginning of the session, but we can use You get new fellowship rest. points at the beginning of the session, but you yeah. can only burn fellowship points to get hope back. While resting. During oh, okay. a rest. Then, yeah. um, if you guys are cool with it, I'll take them, yeah. Okay. That's one. So we have zero... Okay, so morning comes. You can see that uh, the family kind of gets about to doing various chores, tending to livestock, these types of things. Uh, you eventually part on what seems like decent terms. Um, the little kid who you drew, Gilly, comes up, kind of says goodbye to you in the squeaky little voice. Arrhenial, you notice that like there's a little bit less uh, limping done by the, the the younger girl that you helped, um, but you can still she's she's limping. But it's going to take time, you think, for the infection to clear. But she immediately looks like she's not feeling as much pain. Irina would um, like to pat a dog on the head before we leave. Uh, bite your hand. Uh, take uh, ten points of endurance <laughs> loss. Dang. And uh, yeah, you head out. Um, maybe you take a moment to kind of get some more specific directions from Una or from, from the deal and kind of express your intentions. And, um, they give you a basic description of Geldor in case you happen to run into him, but otherwise, you know, you guys depart. Um, and they warn you that like, it's a, you know, it's a dangerous place. Be careful of what lurks in the water and, um, and yeah, um, but you guys, yeah, you travel for a bit. Uh, most of the time, like in the immediate area surrounding, it's, it's too difficult. Like it's, you can tell they, they picked a decent spot in the sense that there was nothing too abnormal, something, nothing too that obscure and strange. But eventually, on the on the second day, uh, you you uh, after after a night's rest, you kind of get up and around midday, you start to descend down this like jagged slope uh, and you look down at this what looks is like this forgotten valley that's effectively overrun uh, by bog you can kind of see as like from a peak as you look down this swirling kind of mist or fog that seems to wash over this long valley in between these these essentially vertical cliffs that kind of seem to be getting eaten away pushed away by this long and desolate bog with periodic crooked uh, crooked trees popping up here and there so we're going to treat this a little bit like a skill endeavor I think as you guys descend the hill and wade out in or on top of like some of the the peat moss and everything you can see that there's not a whole lot of wildlife that you notice 
as you're moving past, but you you do see a lot of those like kind of gnarled leaf of the trees that are kind of like reaching up, but a lot of them are like coming up out of the this dark water, these dark pools, like hands, like drown people reaching up for help. Um, you can see a lot of like one screen bushes that are like bleeding foliage into the water. You can see kind of massing with this mossy peat bloated blueberries are kind of like floating around and all manner of like insect is beginning to clomp on top of them and then then you hear up and you look over and you can see that both blueberry and all those insects are gone and there's a little bit of a ripple in the water as something uh, beneath that dark water kind of stirs um you kind of start pushing your way further Eastwards, kind of the hardest travel you've had for a little bit of while now. Most of the time it's been fairly simple, but this is, is much more difficult. Clouds are kind of circling overhead. A little drizzle of rain begins to fall. You can see the mists are sort of shifting around, but you don't really feel a breeze. And so as it moves, it kind of, it's almost in an alarming fashion. It doesn't really seem to make sense. And after a while, like, you notice that the sun just doesn't make it down here between the clouds, between the mist, between the cliffs. And the way it's situated, it's just a very, very dark place to the point that even during the day you have lanterns or torches out to kind of help 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 you kind of move through some of the area. After a few hours uh, of kind of travel, uh, you notice that. Let's see. As we're approaching, yeah. Irinia wants to be looking if there were any footprints that were coming in the same direction. So kind of under the idea that uh, perhaps their son had come this way. There might have been some some tracks. Okay. Yeah, give me like a hunting test or something. Okay. Or a scan or something like that. Oh, wrong There we go. Uh, you are unable to find any tracks along the way, uh, but you would suspect that people who don't want to be found, and you, there's reason to believe that he wouldn't want to be followed by his, his parents, so you're not entirely sure, but they seem like rugged, salt-of-the-earth type people, so it's possible that maybe he just covered his tracks. Hard to say. So, as you guys are traveling eastward, and again, we're going to treat this like a skill endeavor with like a like a six with a time limit of seven, I think is what we're going to do. It's laborious, but not impossible. And what I'm going to say is you're going to get there no matter what. It's just to be the question of whether you take fatigue in the process of doing so. Does that make sense? So if you can yeah. get there yeah. without too much difficulty, you can probably get there without taking additional fatigue. So after about a, maybe two hours worth of, of kind of pushing through, in some cases you're walking on top of these mounds, in other cases you're kind of wading through, you can feel the this dark, thick water, horrible scent, kind of wafting. You guys look around, and, and Floyd takes a step on top of what looks like this sort of green-brown, like rugged grass. And you watch as he just drops down as like the peat that he had stepped on starts to shake and quake. And he just plunges right down into it. The water swoops over top. The grass, the peat comes over top of it as well. Floy, you can feel yourself sort of trying to reach up. And as you're pushing up, the heaviness 
of this layer of kind of uh, of, of foliage and debris is just kind of pushing you down. You feel your foot kind of get caught underneath uh, underneath the water. Uh, how are you all going to try to tackle getting him out of here? Uh, so, Arineal would want to um, kind of find a secure place that she can then kind of reach out. Um, and I would like to pull out one of my snowshoes to use to reach with because I have D6s to do with that. Okay. So you kind of, you know, you kind of pull, hold something out so that someone else can kind okay. of like grab onto it. That's sure. what I would use so that I would have. So athletics okay. plus an extra. Athletics sounds fine to me. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And then got my little personal snowshoes pool. Automatic success, thank goodness. Nine. Okay. So you kind of reach out. You've got this snowshoe out. You're kind of swooping it around a bit and kind of making a hole in the peat as best you can. Floy, you can kind of see it now as above you. Just a very tiny bit of light begins to make it through that surface. And you can see that the surface level is kind of disrupted. And then something reaches down, plunges into the darkness, and you kind of reach up and just grab it. And you can just feel yourself getting pulled back up to the surface. You're covered and coated in this kind of black gook. You can see that there's these old, kind of like acidically destroyed bits of foliage from these old bushes and trees and things that are kind of covered all over him. His beard is utterly disgusting, and he reeks even worse than normal. You would think that this would be a bath, but it is far worse than what it was when he went inside. Ugh, watch where you're stepping. The- ah, what is this? It's gonna rust my axe. <laughs> um, that's the most important thing. Oh, yeah. Got it. Probably just use some of that beard hair and just uh, wipe it right off. But you, you do, you do smell a bit there, friend. Well, thanks for telling me. <laughs> Anytime. Gilly, as uh, as you guys kind of push forward, two of them kind of talking and chatting, he's kind of like still kind of picking the bits out of his beard. Arineal's kind of getting the uh, clearing the snowshoe out, which is now covered like with all this gook and grime. Gilly, you watch ahead as like that mist, which again seems to be moving. You don't feel any breeze down here at all. The mist still seems to swirl, and then suddenly it just kind of parts for a moment. And you see standing in front of you in the distance this large creature um, that seems almost enormous in the fact that it's kind of towering above these dark waters. You see these wide antlers sticking out to the side, this dark stained fur. And you just hear like this random sound every so often. Kind of... You see what looks like these huge, like swarms of some kind of bugs, kind of just uh, just kind of hurtling around it here and there. And from a distance, you can see that like whole sections of its like of its flank are just there's this huge patch of like horse flies or mosquitoes, or just sort of eating away. And you can see it's kind of covering parts of its face and its eyes, and it's still just kind of standing there. 
like right there in the middle, and every now and then you just hear and some kind of large elk, deer, moose, something like that, much bigger than you would be. Uh, Gilly will kind of like quietly point it out and be like, we should be careful of the bugs here. There appears they're eating it alive. Oh goodness, that, that creature seems to be I don't be know if it's, if it's wounded or, or what, but they're, they're feasting. And, um, I think I think Gilly would want to put it out of its misery, but but per- perhaps we could smoke the the insects away first. Maybe we could help it. Um, I wouldn't approach, but if you would like to. And Arinella is bold, so she would like to yeah. um, gather yeah. up some. You know, uh, there's plenty of foliage around, but trying to find some dry foliage, if possible, to kind of try to make a little smoke pack. Okay, so you're just trying to kind of collect anything that might be dry and burnable. Is that is that mm-hmm. what I'm hearing? Yeah. Okay. Um, we would do. I guess we do like a maybe an explore or actually scan. Maybe even work too. Explore, scan, one of those two. Uh, I'll do explore. Okay. Uh, and I'll take one of these. <laughs> Melissa <laughs> wants to help the wind. I love it. Um, oh, there's really gonna be Vendigos galore in awesome. Deadlands. Ooh. So many. Oh, is there? I'm just there gonna do be. it straight. We'll see. Yeah, you nope. can't. You look around for anything dry, and there is nothing dry. Everything's soaked and sodden. You know, sodden. It's it's. There's nothing here other than your own equipment that could is, and even that's becoming increasingly soggy. But you don't see anything around here that would kind of qualify. Even when you like look over at one of these like black and dark kind of twisting, uh, twisting trees that are reaching up like hands from below the surface. Like even those are just completely soaked and soaked through and like just grabbing the bark it kind of peels off and you can feel it's almost like sludge as you rip it off here and there but still you you see like another swarm just kind of moves around like this poor creature one of those and i would say a you notice that you think it might be stuck because you see it kind of like trying to move here and there it's you don't see it's it's hooves you just see kind of the water itself is up to around it's just above its knees and not quite to its under, you know, its underbelly. And it might, and it's like trying, you see it trying to shift and move, but it's only like the torso that's moving around here and there, and the head that's moving around, the legs just seem almost, you know, fixed in place. Floyd, it, it did what you did. It wasn't looking where it was going, and it stepped into some of this liquid here. I don't know if we can pull something that size out. You're plenty strong. Thanks for telling me that. (laughs) But it looks like the critter's already on it. I mean, 
Pug's gotta eat too. I mean, I suppose I should have just left you underwater and, you know, I mean, <laughs> already underwater and, you know, there there was that. Oh, if you wow. left me underwater, it doesn't change the fact that this elk is also underwater, so. Already appears to be the only one that wants to help this, so she's going to look for some sort of a, um, gonna something to, like, wedge under kind of where it's stuck and see if she can kind of like dig out the Okay, you just want to try to like like just try to like literally like you're digging out like a, a tire that's stuck in the mud yeah. whatever. Yep. Okay. Uh sure. Like I don't think you have to search and find anything. How about you do I mean like you can either roll to sort of keep the thing at ease as you get close or you can roll athletics to try to help like kind of shove it out like I think that could work too. Like you tell me which 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 would you prefer to roll? Uh, I would do. I'm just kind of brute strengthening this, so athletics. Okay. Hey, success. Okay. So you you sort of you push and you and this thing is and as you get close, you notice that there's there's these huge wounds in the sides of this thing here and there, like looks like claw marks, bite marks here and there. And there's these just massive, like foot long, you know, foot wide diameter, like like swarms of like horse flies just eating away. And as you push and push, eventually you you hear like something give, and there's a bubble that, and all of a sudden the back leg just wails free. You have to like fling yourself backwards just to dodge from getting hit by it and the water sort of flashes around and once one leg comes free you can see it kind of pushes and weaves and turns and and it's like screaming out in pain as it's doing this but at the same time like as it's weaving it's freeing one leg and then the next and and it just begins sort of thrashing about thrashing about like first like taking its head dunking it down into the water getting rid of like the the horse fly swarm that is on there it starts galloping across uh, across this this bog the splashing of black water scraping itself against these these bush you know these bushes or at least the the, the frail skeletons of bushes and and trees and kind of scraping off the horse flies and you can see it kind of continues to gallop and splash and gallop and splash until it kind of like disappears into the mist uh Rineal, you go ahead go ahead and take two hope points as you feel oh, thank you. kind of a, a sense of encouragement now i kind of like even in this dark and sort of terrible place like where it looks like this thing is nearly dead you found a way to kind of help it and set it free like it's in pain and it looked bad but like you managed to kind of set it free mm-hmm. are uh, B- Floyd and Gilly uh, no you don't get any <laughs> <laughs> are <laughs> B- and like, Root with us uh, that's a great question did you guys bring your own ponies with you uh, probably not down into the Craig area we probably found a place to leave them nearby okay fair enough what do you guys think about what you just said yeah that's fine Okay. So you continue to travel a little bit further inward. Um, the whole time, Arineal is just giving Floyd the stink eye. Like, I can't believe that he's yeah. going to just leave that creature there to. Ellie was going to put it out of its misery. <laughs> Not much. I mean, at least there was an attempt to help it in its suffering. 
but I'm okay. Don't fight. <laughs> no, you're going down. No, no, I feel no. all right. It becomes a Monty Python sketch all of a sudden. Uh, okay. So you guys continue to travel a bit and everything. And eventually, um, you're right. You kind of lose track of time because you don't really see the sun. You can't really try. Everything's just sort of like this, this consistent darkness down here. Um, to the point where like it kind of starts to weigh on you a bit all you can kind of feel like this palpable sense of kind of melancholy just sort of weigh you down it's been a while since you saw anything like there's no no signs of like blooming flowers there's no wildlife moving about there's no squirrels or things like that jumping from tree to tree you don't even see birds really it's just this sort of lonesome desolate trek through this just sticky thick bog that's eating away at your clothes and you just feel like the aches and the pains that you have been accruing over the course of your journey up until this point just become even more prevalent here and there like the Reniel's jaw definitely the jaw begins to ache past Mm -hmm. wounds and yeah you feel like this utter and like intense desire just begin to overtake you all to just sort of like you know just pull up and take a nap somewhere but there's nowhere really to take it you turn back you continue forward like all of it just kind of sweeps in and then the mist begins to sort of swirl again and you kind of look around and you're not even sure if you're going to the right direction anymore you have no stars with which to guide yourselves by you've been kind of just tracking it using the striations of a nearby kind of run down and eroded hill to hope that you're going in the right direction so Arineal had been kind of walking ahead a little bit, sort of with her little air of superiority that she helped out and they didn't. Um, but with all of this going on, she definitely slows her pace down to stay kind of in in step with Gillian Floyd. Okay. All right. So who wants to help us move forward here? You guys got like two successes towards the towards the resistance you have two fails so the time limit has gone up actually the time limit's at three the resistance is at uh, you've gotten two successes you've got two of six for resistance three of seven for time limit um gilly could do a scan roll with her lantern sure um can i get a dice melissa yep three left Great success. Okay, so that's two. All right, so four of six and four of seven right now. So, yeah, you continue. You kind of look around trying to get a better sense of things. You kind of push back this, like, growing sense of despair that's just wanting to eat away at you. And at one point, like, the mist just clears ever so to allow you to kind of just see and navigate some of these hills. You also notice that the bog kind of begins to extend outward like a network weaving between some of these old worn hills. And it almost looks like it could be very easy to get lost in this place. But you do a brief calculation. You find this very clear path. You even find a bit of dryness for a short period of time that allows you to kind of get up and kind of walk along on some rock before the hill kind of dissipates and you're back down into this meaty, gross bog. At a certain point, though, you do notice that 
up ahead, like the peak has has separated and there's this big black mirrored pool. And you can see like in the middle, Gilly, as you're kind of scanning around and holding up your lantern, you see just something just slowly kind of rotate and dip over and kind of plop down in an otherwise completely flat surface as if there's something kind of bobbing very slowly moving about. It's almost like oil thick at this point. That doesn't seem normal. Um, but Gilly is curious. Mm-hmm. Um, she would probably stealth her way a little bit closer to view it. Okay. Just try to get a little closer up to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you slowly move up, and I'll I'll, I'll carry over your scan roll. It looks like a body, like a humanoid body just kind of floating around, flopping here and there. You're not even really sure what's causing its ambulation, but it's just sort of there, tipping, floating. And this is in, like, the bog, or...? Yeah, like, you're all around you has been nothing but, like, soggy water, soggy moss here and there. Occasionally you get a mound or two that you can kind of have a brief reprieve, but otherwise you're, you guys are, like, ankle or knee or waist deep in something. And, yeah, it's it's there's this just sort of section where, like, the little greenery that exists here has kind of separated, leaving just this black pool of water. You can't even see the surface of it. And right in the middle of that, just sort of flopping over in the middle of that black pool is this body. Arrhenial Floy. This, there's a, there's a body. It, I hope it's not the boy. It's close enough where I can drag it in with the spear. Yeah, so you reach out and do your best not to stab the thing and you just pull it inside and you notice like as you get it here like it is like when you look at it, it it's it's sort of got this pickled quality to it you can see the the skin looks a little I know what discolored. bodies do to bodies who would like to roll a healing how about a healing test would probably be a good idea I've got three. Anybody have? You yeah, roll the that. most. Yeah. Okay. I'll take one. Great success. Okay. You notice that there is... First of all, you don't think this is the boy, as it seems to be... Like it's been here for much longer than just a few days. Like this could, this body has likely have been here for the better part of maybe a year, two years. It's hard. It's hard to put a specific amount of time on it, but certainly not just a couple days. Rinio will second, sort of sigh at relief at that, at just sort of noticing, and we'll just kind of say, like, I think this has been here for more than a couple of days. So, it's, thankfully, it's not him. And then, secondly, it, it certainly doesn't look like a young kid. Though it's hard to tell from like the bloated and pickled nature of it, it's hard to really discern it. But you get the sense just from the enormity of his father, assuming like he kind of follows in that path. Like this definitely looks like somebody that's maybe uh, more elderly 
and kind of retreating in years as opposed to sort of young and kind of growing. So you don't really think so. You also notice that there's like all sorts of these small little like nibble marks here and there and little teeth marks, like something's been nibbling away at it. But you do see this like huge and long kind of claw mark that's just kind of cutting diagonally through the chest. Like this old problem, it's clearly what killed this person. Does the claw marks on this body seem similar to the marks that we saw on the animal we just rescued? With with the great success, then yeah, I would I would say I would take that second success and give you that. Yeah, could we say. extend that to say is it similar to what killed the um, livestock? Like the same what? Because uh, remember, uh, in the beginning, I'm just oh, no, ruling out no, that it's no, not no, the orcs no, and no, stuff. Okay, perfect. No, no. no, this looks more like a claw or like okay. a like an animal or something like that. Got it. Um, I'll, I, I'm imagining the answer is going to be no. Um, but since we're in an area where folks seem to have some tattoos, is there any residue of a tattoo that's still visible? Given yeah, I'll say I'll say you you water? see sort of in that similar spot, there does seem to be something like clan markings of some kind. Yeah, Gilly, it's, we might it, I would say to... it's it's too pickled though to kind of really sketch it out, but you can kind of see the okay. residue of it. Gilly, or Arunia was going to try to have Gilly sketch it out if it's too far gone. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think it's that identifiable. A local. Anyway. Um, Is there enough solid ground nearby to attempt some type of grave? No. No, okay. no, you you would you would know that even if there was, it's like the whole place is getting eaten by this thing. It's like the bog itself is just like eating away and eroding at the sides of these hills, and just all of the ground, all the vegetation, all of it is just kind of getting swallowed up by this extended black pool. Is there a way around this, maybe? Yeah, I mean, you can just go straight through it. It was just something you saw. Oh, okay. You can kind of pass by. It wasn't like an obstacle or anything. Rennie will say a few words um, and just sort of try to position the body and just sort of float it off. Okay. Fair enough. You guys travel a little bit further and you're feeling, you're feeling a bit of fatigue, kind of exhaustion settle in. That melancholy, again, is kind of sweeping down on you when... You finally see like those mists swirl a bit more and you catch what looks like stone. And you are suddenly standing at the base of what looks like this crooked and worn and dark stone wall. It like the, the it's specifically it probably stands several dozen feet high maybe about maybe 20 feet or so high and extends at least a couple hundred in either direction in total and width uh, you can see what looks like like there's something overgrown you can see moss is kind of extended over top of it there's green brown vines here and there you can see the ramparts at the very top are kind of crumbled a bit I think you found this 
this this keep, this stronghold that they have referenced. You can see that the base of the keep has been sunken beneath this dark pool, right? This dark water piece that still extends outwards in all kind of directions. You also notice that like there's a handful of these black brown trees that have effectively withered to these small, tiny, shriveled bits. Like they're very thin here and there, like they're on their like they're they've been wearing away. You can see like there's this swirling, almost kind of yellow mist here and there that almost kind of obscured your 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 kind of view of this. And you notice that like the there's like hills on either side that almost seem to be kind of pushing inward, like as if it's like squeezing upon like the actual the actual keep itself. When you when you find like the front sort of like the, the open archway, you can see that half of it has been sunken. There's debris and stone that have crumbled here and there throughout, but the wall this wall seems mostly intact with a significant amount of crumbling here and there, but in terms of the height is still above water. But the door itself, like the actual front open gate, is mostly submerged, and so the water is almost up to maybe three quarters of that gate itself. What do you guys want to do? And you hear out here the sounds of just like kind of insects just going utterly insane like right out front here you see around there's like swarms here and they're like popping from one tree to the other swooping down kind of getting in your face you have to like swat them away um gilly would like to pull out some some sort of like herb she has in her pack like a bug repellent and just (laughs) like kind of like like a like a natural herb (laughs) That kind of like makes them that they that they don't like. <laughs> what would that herb be? <laughs> I let me Google it. Hold on. Natural oregano. Oregano. <laughs> Just hang a little basil. <sighs> okay, so uh, effectively you're here. It's just a question of how grass. do you want to try to get inside? Lemongrass. Okay, so you start waving some lemongrass around. Sure. Okay, uh, how do you guys want to go about trying to get inside? Arinilo is always a fan of kind of looking at a situation from a high ground. So she wants to try to uh, um, climb sort of the nearest um, broken down wall or kind of whatever seems to be kind of the nearest high point to try to gauge sort of the the landscape and kind of find the safest path in for everyone. Okay, go ahead and roll an athletics test. Who here has who here has like a torch or a lantern out? That's it's very very lantern. dark here. It's almost like it's nighttime. You have a lantern out, okay? Yeah, I like to think like I said, my starbound, where I've got like a stick or something off my backpack, and it just kind of dangles above my head. It's a great success on that athletics roll, twenty-five. All right, one second. something up really quick. Alright. Pull you guys over to a little bit of a map here. Ooh. There we go. So, Arineal. Yes. You 
look for a relatively easy path up. You can see that although there, most of the, the wall itself is like intact, there are these sections that it's kind of crumbled and imploded inward. It still kind of blocks like easy, easy pass forward, but it's easier to climb as you're seeing like the jagged stone and stuff that's been ripped and sort of fallen down. And that is really what allows you to effectively get up to the top here. I'm going to move you all the way up. Okay. Um, and so you are now kind of standing atop a section of the wall. And it's very, very dark here. And you can look back and you can see below you, like, Gilly's lantern is still kind of shining. You can kind of see the, both her and Floy in the soggy water below you. And I'll say this. Orinil, roll an awareness test, but I'm going to say take a penalty die to this as you try to get a better sight of what's inward because uh, it's so very, very dark inside. Okay. I... I'll spend one of ours. So we've got one left. Um, so I'll just leave it as is. Okay. Oh, 12 under 13 failed. Okay. I'll say all you really, you can see sort of some of the vague contours of the place, but it's really too, you know, it's really too dark to really kind of depict anything. Uh, take it easy, Aaron. Thanks for hanging out, man. Uh, you notice that at the very least there's kind of a central like this looks to be like a, a large wall there's some thickness up here you think as you look at the uh, at the crumbled areas that there's there's likely some rooms here and there within the walls themselves it's just a question of kind of finding those that are intact you do notice like in the center of the like with the like within the actual keep there's like a, a sunken courtyard you can't see any earth on the ground you do see what looks like kind of a central building, central structure inside the courtyard itself. This is more like walls, and the keep itself is probably further inward. But that's all you really see. You kind of get vague, just just really vague shapes of things. Okay. So I think, and correct me if I didn't catch that correctly, I think what I would want to do then is kind of have everyone come up and kind of go from the broken part of the wall that I'm on over to the broken part, the next part of the wall to the, sure. I'm going to say West. Okay. Uh, Floyd and Gilly need a roll athletics test then. And I'll give them both a bonus die since you're already up there and can kind of lend a hand as they do so. Unless you have rope and that's the case, then we don't have to roll at all. I have my uh, rope and hook. Okay. So we'll say that that's probably something Orineal maybe took with her. She makes sure it's nice and fixed and firm down here. And using that as the kind of the guiding, a guiding climb wire crawling up this, this rubble, I'll say that the two of you are able to, uh, you don't need to roll. Awesome. Nice. Guys, so all of you, I'll go ahead and move for now. At a certain point, I'll go ahead and give you guys, we're just, this is less perfect. And this is more just sort of like giving you guys a general idea of the area. So... It's not exactly accurate, but it's it's close. Okay. Um, and I'll say with the two of you up here, you can both roll um, this that same awareness test I gave if you want to do that. Uh, so both Floyd and, and, and Gilly can roll that if they would like. Yeah, Arena's just going to complain at how um, 
just how much mist and how dark and everything that it is. Oh, you're right. I can't see anything up here. Yeah, failure. Yeah, you just can't. Like, it's just <laughs> everything's so extraordinarily dark. There's this yellow mist that kind of permeates everything. You hear, like, little drips of things. You notice up here the, the buzzing seems lessened. It doesn't seem like the insects are necessarily following you up to the top of the wall here. Uh, but you said you wanted to kind of start moving, like, westward a bit. Yes. So is that a, like, just scale-wise, is that a jumpable distance? Yeah. Like, I, I'm just going to say, like, it doesn't, it's not going to require any special movement roll to, to cross in this case. Okay. So you kind of move over a bit to the west, and you notice that there likely was some kind of, like, defensive tower here. Um, we'll, we'll call this just the southwest, for instance. Um, I don't think that's exactly correct how I have it in my head, but we'll just go call it that because that's how it works in the map. So it's like this, you can tell what looks like the roof is likely caved in, but you can see what looks like, you know, crenellations are still kind of still somewhat intact. There's an open archway. It looks like a door goes in. The door no longer is here, or, or maybe it never was, but the wall above, like the door line has been completely crumbled. So you can literally gain access into part of this tower. You also can kind of look down into what likely... As you, as you see, as you as you look down a bit, you would, I don't know, right beneath you might be some kind of stables or something like that. It's hard to really tell. But everything is sunken. You can tell that there's nothing but just black water. Utterly black. And Gilly, when you hold the lantern kind of over the edge just to try to view what's below, you notice that the light just doesn't penetrate that black water at all. It's just that kind of thick, that dark and you just can't see any signs of anything. And it's still as can be. It's like this eerie, black, glassy stillness. Aridia wants to go to. forward, so north a bit, and try to jump that little gap. Okay, go ahead and roll athletics. success okay you guys watch as like Arineal just moves up to the edge and leaps across what is probably about a maybe five to seven foot gap or so and it's not like the footing up here is is particularly easy it's very wet soggy it's there's a drizzle coming down there's intense fog that's kind of coating everything and you're getting utter dampness and humidity it, it you can feel like your chests are like kind of heavy with breath and she just takes a quick little jog and leaps across as if it's nothing and comes to a screeching halt perennial as you realize that this this wall is really just one tiny post as the other side of it has crumbled as well and had you kind of tumbled or slid you might have gone clear off the other side and fallen a good 15 feet into the the water below. So, um, Arinia will keep looking forward. She'll just kind of turn around and, you know, just a little make sure that they see that she's okay. Um, and then she wants to, I'm trying to measure that. Well, no, I wouldn't actually do. Trying to see if I can go here and over. No, I think this is quicker. She wants to just take a jump over to the right. 
Oh, so okay. Yeah. The other thing I'll tell you is that as you as you specifically get a little bit closer, you realize that you're kind of getting it looks like there is like you're fairly close to the like the central keep area. Um and you can see that there certainly appear to be like chunks of roof that are still intact here and there. I don't have them on the screen again. Everything's not perfect. Sure. Um but this is going to be an athletics test and it's a little bit further and so this is going to be with a penalty die as it's also the elevation is a little different and it's not quite in your favor as the height of what you're jumping onto is just a little bit taller than where you're jumping from. So take a penalty dot if you decide to do this. Floy and Gilly, what are you two doing? I am not jumping over there. Yeah, I'm looking for a way in. It's like yeah, a way in we'll where? probably head this way to see if there's a different way we can get in. Like that doorway area? To the west. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the two of you who are still on kind of the southern wall, and you you, know, you can see that Arenial is kind of scouting a little bit further northward, inward towards the central parts of the keep. The two of you head westward into this tower, the ruins of this tower, okay? And when you do, you can see what looks like a ruined stair uh, that is still partially intact, but it still kind of seems to swirl down this circular shape of a tower, going all the way down to what looks like the water below. So you can easily kind of lower yourselves down on this stair. It's enough is intact that it doesn't look like it's too difficult of a descent, and it would take you down to the water surface relatively safely. Yeah, I'll take those stairs down then. Okay. Meanwhile, already he was just hanging out like over there, thinking that jumping is the way to go. Do whatever you want. Exploration, man. Whatever you want. Not necessarily want to go in the water, but why? It's fun. <laughs> what goes in the water? Chuck in the water. Wait, no, is it? You go in the cage. Cage goes in the water. Shark in the water. And farewell and adieu, ye fair Spanish ladies. <laughs> Okay, so Floy, you wade down uh, to the to the bottom of this tower. Gilly, you kind of go along with him, and eventually, you guys feel the sogginess as both of you are actually quite short, and your feet do yeah. not touch the ground as you are quite literally swimming now in this kind of viscous black water, and. Like almost for the first time, you start to see real ripples begin to kind of echo out from this black water, bouncing off some of the debris here and there, the stables, things like that. Uh, Arenio, what are you doing? Well, no one informed Arenio that there are stairs, so Arenio's going to jump over to. You can shout to each other. There's no reason you can't shout to each other. Oh, I'm no. sure you see the ripples in the water as we're, we're in there. And you hear Gilly just like, oh, my God. Uh, this <laughs> is just absolutely disgusting. Oh. It smells utterly foul yeah. all throughout this place. And the water is just sickeningly warm. Like It's like, oh, God, it just feels it's not hot. It's not cold. It's sickeningly warm. Like, just like the worst kind of tepid you could possibly imagine. 
Let's look. Get, uh, let's get out of this, Floyd. Lead, lead the way. Which, which, where if are we? You, if you follow my voice, I think the keep is over this way. I'm gonna try to jump over onto the roof. And if I miss, I'll be in the water, look- I suppose. Oh, okay. You're trying to tell me to jump, and I'm like, do I look like I jump across that? <laughs> no. But follow my voice. So, Jeff, will Swift help me here at all if I try to like run back and try to do like a little jump? No, because it's not about quickness. This isn't like a. a I don't think quickness is going to help you here. Uh, bold will help you. Yeah, we'll say bold will help you because this is somewhat dangerous. Because if you fail, you will fall. Okay. So that's. Send that hope, girl. One hope spent for two. Yes, because you're using, okay. you're tapping into and bold. it's yeah. athletics, right? Yes. Right. So plus Again, two. Again, if you fail, you will fall. I heard that if I fail this roll, I'm going to fall. And the shark in the water will be there to catch you. Uh, great success. 22. So you find yourself hopping across. You reach and try to grab like the the actual like a roofing tile here but it slips and falls and you just kind of swing yourself in to what looks like the actual key yeah you make it across you look around and you can see soggy terrible furniture tossed about thrown about tapestries hanging from the wall or ripped up and torn statues of some kind that have been long since destroyed you can see moss has overgrown the area. You can see what looks like what looks like there was some you know, some creature, you know, some animal was probably nesting here at some point. As you see, some like like bits of peat and twigs and things have been kind of stacked together in the corner, but it's doesn't look like anything's actively there now. So Arineal will kind of call out to them like I've I found the keep can you can you swim over to my voice yeah we'll start just waiting north okay uh, so the two you begin waiting north and you kind of swim through this this stables area where you can see likely at some point in the past like horses and donkeys or ponies or something like that might have been might have been kept here and as you emerge from behind of what looks like this uh this wall you see like this you know you see just with the your light kind of casting all sorts of illumination off of these swirling mist you can see a rineal about oh we'll put it maybe 20 feet up at this point, kind of waving down at you as she kind of hopped up. Or not even quite, maybe 15 feet above you as you're kind of wading around in the water. All of you go ahead and roll awareness tests. Okay. Oh no, that's a fail. There is one more. Can I apply my wary distinctive feature here? What are you worried about? Mindful of my surroundings. <laughs> yes, that's that's perfectly accurate here. Get uh, Floy spending hope. Yeah, I'm gonna spend a hope for my keen-eyed. Okay. Yeah, I think that also would apply here. 
success. Great success. Floying Gilly, but not Arineal. As you're kind of looking up at her and kind of maybe assessing the easiest way for you to get up, and you can you you think you're pretty sure you can just sort of swim into this this central structure, just a, a floor lower than her. Like you can see that underneath where she is standing, a floor lower, the water extends inward, and so you can easily swim in there. Maybe find a staircase somewhere in there that might go up to her level. She could possibly lower down a rope, or you can throw up. You're casting light around. You realize that suddenly this is not the only light that you now see. As in the water, to the southeast of where you are, where you can see the ripples uh, of your sloshing, you see something kind of just below, like the black surface, the water. And then this sort of creature, this waterlogged but illuminated creature just <sighs> begins to break the surface. But you notice you're not sure how like like the, the physicality of the water like shifting around doesn't kind of match it. And you realize you're looking at something that's like kind of part spirit, part physical form as I'll go ahead and you should be able to see it now Floyd or I'll say Gilly with the great success you notice kind of a similar appearance off to the northwest as well just a few feet from you as another one of these creatures begins a <laughs> shows itself in the water and like again things are kind of glowing you're seeing what looks like a almost like a physical skeletal form over top of which there's a semi like illuminated clothing stretch the humanoid renial you're certain these this is some form of undead with your awareness the two of you can engage in an opening volley. However, Arineal, you will not get to engage in an opening volley as you are, you did not necessarily notice these things coming up. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Okay. And let me double check one other thing before we get going. You said these are undead? They look just like these shambling humanoid creatures. Like, like they—they're physical. Like, they're different than the race that you saw when you were within Fornos. These have like—they almost look like—they almost look like corpses come to life. But they have this strange light that's kind of echoing around them, like bleeding out of their these kind of tiny eyes here and there, and. You're not sure how much of what they are. Like they look physical. They look like like they're moving the water as they shift around. Whereas the race themselves, if not for the cloaks mm -hmm. and the sword that it was dragging, you wouldn't even have suggested they were corporeal in any particular way. All right, so let me go ahead and get us into a combat. Into man, all of you. So hopefully you're all, I'm, I'm getting weird sorts of 
<laughs> I'm just getting spanned with error messages right now. Yeah, me too. It's really irritating. I don't know what that is. Uh, you'll screenshot it and hopefully figure that out later. They stopped. Okay, about time. Like that was a ton. Like I don't <laughs> think that many was necessary. That's I weird. wasn't clicking anything. Yeah, me neither. It, it was my stream user for some reason, which is like oh. flipping out. I don't know why. That was weird. My end, it uh, was saying Ashley does not yeah. have permission. And I was like, I'm not doing oh, anything. Okay. Yeah, mine is saying the same thing. All right. So let's go ahead and move into the combats. Um, opening volley. Opening volley. Again, Arenio, you can't participate in this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's just the other two. Uh, if you have a ranged weapon that you think you could potentially use. Uh, so, Floyd, Gilly, go ahead if you like. We've got company. And then I'll chuck a spear at the first warship showed up in the center to the south. Okay, to so the south. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. I'm trying to remember how to target things again. Uh, you can just click on it and press T. Just keyboard shortcuts T. Oh. So you're kind of waiting around and you're kind of like like doggy paddling and you lift up and you just like a you just it's like you're doing water polo just throw this spear in the direction of this shambling corpse creature in the water to the south. Uh I got a eyeball. Oh boy, that's no good at all. Yeah. Okay. Uh fortunately these don't have any kind of ranged weapons so they're not all, they're not going to participate in they're not going to do any kind of opening volley, but we'll go ahead and move into first round. Again. Uh, okay, so go ahead and set your stances. Um, going into what are you going into? Forward. Okay, so Floyd. Yeah. Can I even be rearward? Uh, it depends on whether or not. Uh, it depends on kind of what Arineal does because she's not currently engaged and she's fifteen feet up. So that's what yeah. I'm saying. I think if, I have to do a. You do. I think I have to be defensive. Yep. At least for this opening round, we'll see what happens in future rounds as as the battlefield shifts. But like, yeah, for at least this first one, you have to do defensive or open or forward. Uh, Arineal, what are you doing? So I was trying to get to the section in the rules. I want to try to provide them with an advantage. So what I want to do on my turn. I'm, I'm just asking you what stance you're in. Oh, ranged. Ranged. Okay. Because the range goes last anyway. You're in, so in you're in rearward. Okay. So then what we'll do is we'll shift into... Yeah, pretty easily, I think we can just move into how they're going to assign. One of them's going to come up onto Floy, and then the other one will come up onto Gilly. And so we have two very clear engagements right there. Uh, and then we'll go into action resolution, which means it's going to be Floy's turn. So Floy, what would you like to do? One of these is, so you're kind of engaged with one of these. Again, this is all happening in water. There's bits of debris here and there you can try to balance yourself up against, but there's sloshing around the water's moving around they're definitely physical but they got this weird glow about them here and there yeah i'd like to drag my axe up and hopefully put it through yeah go for it uh 
strike hits. Success. Seven damage. Okay. Nice. Seven damage to the one to the south. So that's going to be... All right, no, like, piercing blow or anything, right? No piercing or anything. Okay. All right. Next up, it'll be uh, Gilly, as you see him just beginning to hack away at the one standing next to him. So Gilly failed her opening volley, so I like to imagine I couldn't even, like, get my bow ready. Mm -hmm. Um, So instead, uh, I pull out my sword, my little short sword, and she's going to attempt to hit him with it. All right, go ahead. Um, but she, um, or yeah, yeah, I'll do my short sword. Okay. So you're just like you literally can't feel the ground beneath your yeah. feet as you're just sort of and I've got the lantern. Out of the yeah, you do actually. So you've got the lantern out in one hand and you're stabbing. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> and you're stabbing with the other. And it's just like every time you go to side, you just lose your balance and like you just dunk beneath the water and you do your best to hold the lantern above so it doesn't douse the douse the mm-hmm. light. Uh, it's a very comical but sad attempt. Is and then you're trying to just like slash around underneath the water at this thing, but it's not quite working out for you. Uh, all right, Arenial, you are up on the uh, on the second floor here. What do you do? So what I'm trying to do, and I think it's the first time I'm trying to use it this way. Um, so I'm trying to use the battle skill to gain an advantage on the next attack on these things. So I'm trying to see if perhaps given my vantage point, if I might be able to kind of see where there might be some of the rubble kind of jutting up in the water a little bit to where like I could kind of tell them like hey if you like move just a little bit this way you'd be able to stand and that would like help them with their next attack okay so you probably should have taken defensive stance and done like a battle roll for that so mechanically speaking you that's that's the combat task for that specifically right um, but that that battle roll is specifically for a defensive like so this is just instead of doing any other action it's doing a battle for an advantage so the main action for the round is making a battle roll to either remove a complication or gain an advantage. Okay. So you're making a, you want to make a battle roll, is that what you're telling me? Right. All right, go ahead. And so because of my helm, I get a plus 2d6 for yeah, go for it. battle rolls. So I've got my battle, plus my 2d6, and I rolled it. And I got a great success, which is awesome because if I get um, one or more of those sixes, the advantage exists for the remainder of the battle. Okay. So what is the advantage then? So I am envisioning that the advantage is... um, Basically, it would be kind of everybody would get an additional dice. So I'm like giving them tips on like terrain of like where to put themselves so that they're not kind of trying to swim and attack at the same time. Yeah, but I'm asking like skill wise, like what are they getting a bonus? Like where's their bonus dice going to? Is it going to their attack rolls? Is it going to some other skill? That's what I'm asking. Uh, It doesn't say. It just says advantage attacker enjoys a an advantage gain 1d6. 
Okay, yeah, so then both of them will just get on their combat, you know, combat attacks and stuff. You'll get a bonus die. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool, because cool. it was a really good roll, it's for the rest of the battle, which is yes. exciting. Uh, okay, so then it's their turns. Uh, the one that is targeting... Uh, so the one that's going to go ahead and target Gilly, um, which is just north of her, this one will... Remember, I'm defensive, so he loses a d6. It, it automatically calculates. Oh, does it? Cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. So do me a favor first. Can you roll an athletics test to see whether you manage to keep the lantern afloat? Yeah. <laughs> we do That's have right. one left. Slashing around at this thing. I don't thing, know if it, that it, will help me with this. Okay. Okay. Oh. So what will happen then is that as you're slashing around, doing your best to keep the the token of flo- the, the torch afloat, it kind of dunks down into and the water seeps in through kind of the some of the some of the seams and stuff and douses the light inside and it gets much darker in this area all of a sudden there's still kind of lingering light here and there uh, but not a whole lot at all uh but your lantern light specifically has uh we're gonna say has been doused Uh, i'm asking for a reason so you guys just hear gilly swear as she's just like sweet grass <laughs> sweet grass that's fantastic okay so this thing then is going to with what looks like its hand which you can see now the hand itself like the fingers that once were like soggy flesh have been like worn away and you just see kind of like sharpened bone at this point as it claws out at you uh gilly so got my target set um, making sure there's nothing else I need to use. No, there's nothing else I need to use. So here we go. Oh, I didn't mean to roll that uh, hidden, but I failed. Don't worry. I'm at the, I'm okay. at the public. I rolled a five. As it kind of slashes yeah. down at you and it is unable to uh, uh, to be able to kind of bypass anything that you're looking for. Meanwhile, the one to the south that was in fact slashed by Floyd, instead of like reaching out to attack, I think what it's going to do is you just hear this kind of cacophonous <laughs> kind of just shout out from it. Uh, and I need, this is, I'm using its strike fear ability. Uh, all heroes in sight. Arineal, I'll give you the fact that you're not I'll, I'll say Renal, you're okay uh I, but i need gilly and floyd to go ahead and make uh wisdom tests to resist uh shadow Ooh. you guys can still spend stuff on this i know okay. fail both of you take three points of shadow Holy crap. As this glowing, beady eyes just launches into ah, just kind of just just 
filling the, the other otherwise was like utter silence in the area with this sudden horrible like scratching at your ears uh, and that's its turn uh, and we'll go to the next round of combat um, and uh, citrus dances I'll keep forward okay keep forward Gil are you still in defensive um, I'll probably go to open. I will be coming down, by the way. I might be dead. <laughs> I didn't hit you. I didn't even manage to have rolled a no, five on my I'm attack. Scared. It was really terrible. Jeff, I'm terrified. Okay, Floy. Uh, I know this is the first time you've ever been in, in kind of close Indirect. proximity. Yeah. yeah. All right, Floy. Uh, you're, you and this your little hobbit friend who is not the greatest at uh, that whole combat thing are floating around in this dark water. This thing is screeching. Your ears are just hurting you're having flashbacks to delta green and what do you want to do that's say anything it's very very dark screeching yeah but i'm close enough and their eyes are glowing that that i'm not going to penalize you guys for attacking the two of you to attack them yeah i'm still gonna swing at this faint light that's in front of me sure oh goodness man oh gandalf (laughs) this looks like it's piercing uh, are you using your spear or using an axe? It's an axe, but I rolled a. I don't think it's the axe. Gandalf on the. I thought it's auto like piercing if it's like above a ten on the twelve bit. I thought the weapon had to have a pierce. He got a Gandalf rune, so that's why, right? Uh, yeah, but I think the weapon has to have the pierce effect, doesn't it? Uh, it automatically did it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it yeah. says edge beaten ten. It yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, it does okay. enough damage to. Uh, we'll look that up later, but um, okay. that does enough damage that would normally uh, take it down. But I am going to spend one of my hate to use its ability, Deathless. So you guys have seen this before. Effects effectively is going to cancel its wound, and as you hack through it, and you see this like spurting kind of black goo, almost blood, just splurt out into the like onto your weapon, onto your face, and kind of kind of catches catches Gilly in the back of her head here and there. This thing looks like it's about to kind of float down to the surface, but it kind of reaches up, kind of grabs onto the side of your of your armor there, Floyd, and just and just right in your face with like this just breath of sulfur and just black spittle coming out and kind of getting all up in your beard. And it seems to sort of find a a second wind. (laughs) Yeah, roll swim, that would be hilarious. Uh, Okay, next up it is Gilly's turn. Um. So I think there's a difference between piercing blow and pierce. Expand. So just meaning that like <laughs> anything other than unarmed can do a piercing blow. Okay. But I think when it comes to like spending extra successes for pierce, that's where. It oh, can that's only right. Be, yeah. Right. Gotcha. Um, okay. Right, because the um, piercing blow, that yeah, that that's for for inflicting a wound. But then the pierce is like spending your extra successes to. Right to change the die roll and potentially get to the, the piercing yeah. blow tier. That's what it was. It's been a couple episodes since we did combat. Uh, Gilly. She's going to attempt her short sword again. Uh, though I am miserable. 
Um, so if I could use the last dice. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then see if that lets uh, me. Oh, it's a Von Trap. Just gave oh. you all another one. Thank you very much. Oh, thank, thank you. It's a Von Trap. Is a, that's a great name. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, I Von Trap. I don't want to spend <laughs> my it. hope, do I? I don't. Okay. Just so you guys know, you don't have to just stay here and bang. Like you guys can that move, you guys can do stuff out. So just I just wanted to try one more time. That's fine. I'm just saying don't feel as though you act I mean like for Floyd it makes sense cuz he can bang. But like for Gilly, uh, you know, this isn't really her thing. Like you can try to do other things. Okay. That will be a failure. All right. So we're going to move then to Arineal who is in defensive stance. What would you like to try to do here? So I'm not quite sure exactly how this works, but there's stuff here that I kind of want to, and maybe I picked the wrong stance for this, but like I kind of want to just take something with me because I'm up and they're lower. I have lower, no idea what so you're like talking about right now. Like There's you- like, like furniture and other things. Yeah, there's like stone, there's like broken statues and things like that, waterlogged, uh, waterlogged wooden, wooden furniture and and stuff here, long since decayed. Yeah, so I want to try to take something of that, like a pointy piece of like a statue or something along those lines, um, to try to kind of jump down, but I'm I'm looking to get more of like a, a back end of kind of this creature, so not like not right up in its face. A back end of this creature? I don't understand. Like, it, it has some length to it, right? Like these creatures have some. They're just to they're them. just shambling corpses. Okay. They're, they're just humans, like sh- human shambling corpses. Okay. Um, so you're, so yeah, you're trying to leap down with a sh- yeah. with a sheer the sharp piece of stone mm-hmm. that you picked up from the statue. Okay. Um, let's say athletics test as you leap down. And if you succeed at this athletic text, we'll then let an attack go off. If you fail, we'll say you get down, but your attack, you're, you're unable to kind of target like your jump effectively. Okay, so I'm going to spend a hope to take uh, bold into account. Okay. And we'll athletics. And that's an automatic success. All right, so then uh, you leap down. Uh, I'll assume you probably want to be on the one that Gilly is on to help her out, or? Yes, okay. yep, she is my. Uh, All right, and so then we'll say, go ahead and roll. Um, go ahead and roll like with uh, your attack. Uh, so like roll an attack like with a spear we'll say we'll, we'll treat this like it's a spear that you're leaping down with except you're using the stone so like All just right. roll yeah. that's probably not going to do anything because it's a, at a minus one because of my uh, stance yeah okay it's- so yeah you leap down and, and like you manage to hit this thing uh, but you don't really kind of pierce through it at all but what you do get at the very least is that it kind of turns around and looks at you as you leap down and splash in the water, smash it in the back, but don't really make any kind of lasting lasting damage. But it does seem like you've drawn at the very least its attention away from Gilly. Uh, we'll say. Okay. So then it, 
yeah, so it'll, so something will happen. All right, so this next one is going to go ahead and continue to target Floy, except this time I will attempt to take a attack against this uh, thing. Uh, this time, though, as it's been... It's just going to take its mouth, kind of cock it to the side, and then try to bury its head right like next to your beard underneath your neck. And it will succeed in doing so. As you just see this thing after, as you thought you had killed it, you're picking your axe up. It blows this horrible reek of sulfur breath in your face and then leaps forward, kind of grabs you by the shoulders and just buries, buries its mouth and it's just gnawing away at your neck for... Did you make that roll or was that Floy? It's me. I, I rolled this because I was clicking his token to target him. Just because it was a Gandalf? Oh yeah, good point. I thought Gandalfs were automatic failures for. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, it would have. I'm still going to. I'm just going to reroll it. Okay. Yeah, it's because I have to switch. I have to do a lot of switching of targets and things like that. So I'm going to. Target. Usually it would just be mass, but just for the Gandalf piece of it. So this is going to be him. All right, let me just reroll it. Uh. All right, still hits, but this time no heavy blow. So it still hits, but it's less damage. It's only three points of damage, Floy. Uh, as, uh, take that off your endurance. Uh, the next one will go turn its attention to a Rineal who has hopped down on top of it, kind of drawing the ire away. And so now it's going to turn, it's kind of engage. You're, both of you are engaged with this thing. It will turn, it's going to target and it's going to again with its bite it's going to try to like kind of lunge out at you I, I am sorry because I have to like untarget Floyd and I have to target this I, oh yeah. yeah yeah I like the targeting stuff but at the same time like there's a lot of micromanaging you have to do from like a, a GM's perspective it seems like at times yeah, it seems like it's easy for automation on the player side, but yeah, it's player side is great. Like I just, but like when you're constantly like shifting between multiple enemies and targeting multiple characters, like mm-hmm. I have to untarget mm-hmm. this and I have to control that. Like, like I, there's, I don't know. I still love it though. Like it's like overall, it's pretty pretty awesome. All right, that's gonna be a miss as you manage to take the stone that you just smashed with and you kind of hold it up and it's like starts to gnaw. And these like gross kind of black teeth just snap. The gums kind of break as the teeth go clattering down the sides of that rugged stone statue and plop into the water. Uh, we'll go around to another round of combat here. Uh, Floy, you're up. Again, you guys don't have to just stand, you know, like just stand here and bang. Like Arineal, you know stuff about undead. I talked about this last time. You know about fire. Gilly, like this, the, like the, you know, your your lantern got mm-hmm. soaked and stuff like that. Like, there's things you guys know, so like, you don't have to just limit yourselves. It's just I hit, you hit, I hit, you hit. Like, there's there's other ways about this, but Floy, so I assume I was you're trying still... to do this this statue thing on the way down and didn't end up hitting. Yeah, you're leaping from 15 feet up, and like it's about jumping and hitting at the same time. So, uh, Floy. I assume you're. Off. I assume everyone stays in stances they're in. Or Gilly, are you going to try to like back away and get into real work? I Gilly wants to back away and um, relight the lantern. Okay, 
So we'll say we'll, we'll put you so in. Yeah, go ahead and put yourself in rearward. Uh, I think you just put yourself in open. There you go. Yep. Uh, okay. And so you're gonna and so you're gonna try to kind of at this point use the distraction to get away. Yeah. Uh, Arinio, are you good in open stance? Yeah, I switched to open, um, and I'll just make sure that I kind of share that information about the the fire and getting the lane. All of you know this because you've already encountered this once with the race. You guys just didn't do anything with the knowledge. Uh, Floyd, you're up. I'm going to finish this one off. Give her this one on this swing. Okay, go for it. <laughs> it's like kind of just necking with you a little bit. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> how you doing? Hey. Great success. I got a heavy blow on it. Oh, Ball dear. 14. Holy crap. 14. You, I mean, you hack a piece of it off. You just clean, clear cleave like one of its arms and it goes flying through the air, splashes down. You can see the spurting of like black blood, but I am going to spend a point of hate to keep this thing into the fight because it seems only right to do so as otherwise that would be, that is enough to take it down. But because I have this deathless ability, it's going to stay in the fight. Can I still move while attacking? Yeah, you can always do like, yeah, uh, just move. remember, you can do like slight movements and things like that. Yeah. I just want to do a slight like change or like angle change on it. Yeah, go right ahead. Yeah, you okay. have control of your tokens. Uh, Arinil, you're next up. Um, I don't just yell out like, get Gilly out of here. I can handle these. Such a we just, uh, we need fire. I'm just, as uh, we need, she's like Bogged under the water. <laughs> I got a lantern. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And it's everything else around us is waterlogged, right? Like anything that we've seen. Yeah, I mean, now at this point, yeah, like you had, like it's, there's stone, there's like stone rubble and stuff like that around, sure. Uh, I mean, like, uh, you know, at this point, in this close proximity, there's probably nothing that's going to be more useful to you in attacking this thing than your actual weapons. Uh, but you do know that if you have, like, that these, that undead tend to be afraid of fire. Like, there's fire, like, fire certainly seem, they seem averse to it. That's their main weakness. Outside of that, like, doesn't matter whether you're hitting them with stone blocks or hitting them with weapons. Like, they're effective, but it's just a question of, like, you know, how effective. I'm going to trust Gilly to work on that angle and see what I can do with my short sword. Okay. Um, so I'm going to spend a hope. Let's get two on the sword. Great success. Okay. All right. Go ahead and roll damage. Um, and so because... Can I? I'm trying to see if can I spend that, or do I need to have an extra one to be able to spend it for? Um, no, you get an extra bonus. You do whatever you want. Okay. With your weapon, your weapon has pierce, so you can use it. Yeah, um, but I, the, I guess the mask doesn't work out. No, so then it's worth just doing a heavy, heavy blow at that point. Yeah. Okay. So if if a weapon has the pierce trait, you can spend a success die to try and alter your feet die roll to get closer to that automatic piercing blow threshold because your sword has keen on it your threshold for piercing blow is lower than standard weapons but you rolled a three on your feet die so it's not you can't get close enough to it so you're probably better off just spending your extra success on doing more damage okay 
Um, and my strength is seven. So. You should be able to just roll damage. Yeah, I'm not seeing. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. What am I talking about? Uh, you're not. That's a. I'm thinking of something else. Uh, so your strength is seven plus your damage of the weapon. Which uh, is. The short sword is three. Thank you. Yeah, why is. Yeah, she. So just she hit the, rolled under should, her hit. combat proficiency. Just well, no, roll the, under your weapon. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I see. Yeah. yeah. I see. Okay. So yeah. total of 10. Okay. Uh, you got yours. You got your. You got your physical book, huh? It's Von Trapp. Okay, I haven't got mine yet. Everyone just 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 grinded right in. Just oh, I can't lean back in my chair because all these knives. Just people stabbing me in the back with that, just needling me away. Oh, We're man. glad you found us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. Since I was making the jokes, they're like everybody I know has one, but me. Uh, at the beginning soon. of like each episode it's like a check-in did jeff just a get check his in. book yet <laughs> nope 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 <laughs> nope soon it's coming or i'm coming for you free league you heard it here first okay <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so your turns out that's 10 points of damage uh it's gilly you said you were gonna try to swim away and light the light the lantern or or what do you want to do yeah, she like that's the main yeah. priority. We'll say like the lantern lit. You can probably find some like rubble down at the first floor because you're again what you see on the screen there is the second floor, but underneath it you can find like the water. There's like some and rocks stuff. and stuff. Yeah. You can find some rocks and kind of climb on top of it and spend your action. Then you can go ahead and light that lantern. So cool. uh, we'll put you like you know there or so and call that. You step a, a little bit further away. Okay, and that's your turn. Beautiful. So your lights up, and that is important. That's very important, actually. Thanks, Gilly. I am no longer nose deep in water. <laughs> okay, so so Floyd, as the light, as as Gilly, like she gets like kind of flint going, she gets the light, and the lantern once again starts bloom, starts to bloom with flame and light, and kind of shining. And you can see both of both of these creatures. <laughs> as the glowing in their eyes begins to somewhat dim the one that's on you that was like kind of trying to rip away at your neck and you slash through its arm went flying through the air you see it just kind of with its good arm just pushes off from you and just kind of turns back as it's like trying to splash back down into the black water um it's going to try to retreat um from the fight so i think what i can do yeah, I think it's just going to try to sort of... Yeah, I think it's going to just use its full turn, main action and all, to get away. Okay, yeah, that's the whole thing it's going to do. There's no actual, like, uh, opportunity attacks or anything in the game. But do you see it just begin to try to retreat from the battlefield? As it's just extending its, its total turn, just sort of floating, swimming with its one arm. You see its other arm just kind of, kind of floating off in the distance away, drifting with the current. The other one, however, will stand and bang a little bit longer as it's going to sort of shift and put a rineal between itself and the light, getting a mm. little bit of shadow. Um, okay. And it will, yeah, it'll kind of slide over here just a couple steps around to the western side of Arrhenial, and then it will 
swing down at her. Uh, I think it actually will bite. It'll kind of try to gnaw at you. Is what it'll do. Okay. Oh my gosh. My feet wow. sucks. Okay. Uh, but in the process of it trying to move and gnaw at you, you're able to kind of get your own sword up, and it just starts biting down a bit on the on the blade as it sword. doesn't quite. Um, yeah, so it's a blade. Um, that was its turn, and that's next round. Uh, so, Floyd, you see this thing, like, it's it's fleeing from you guys now, and it's, like, almost submerging itself down into the water. Um, you could potentially give chase to it. You could turn your ore because it's kind of leaving the battlefield. You can also reassign yourself to this other one if you want. You can kind of turn your attention to this. It's up to you. I'll be back for you, and I'll just turn around and swing at the one behind me. <laughs> okay. You turn around, uh, and so you're going to still be in forward, arenial. You're going to be in open still. Gilly, do you want to stay in rearward? I'm going to say because you have a lantern, I, I don't think you can She'll use your She'll do uh, in Harton. Okay. You do a combat attack. Okay. So when yeah. your turn comes around. All right, Floyd, go ahead. You're up. Success. Seven damage. I will use a point of hate as you... seconds once again these things just die so easily hit our three hours and that's the uh that's when i know we've been uh streaming for too long is uh my uh my bluetooth uh earbuds uh suddenly stop working get to that three hour mark and yeah. the oak put let's do the uh combat music one more time oh i actually have to be an open sorry jeff yeah that's fine yeah, we haven't got to yet. You can go ahead and switch it. Okay. So this thing's going to go ahead and burn a point of hate as you kind of cleave through and you leave this massive canoe of a wound in its chest. You see old bits of bone and something just kind of spill out, but it's really just like this black sludge into the water. Um, but it somehow still seems to function. Orineal uh, and Gilly, you're both on open stance. Uh, Gilly, you said you're going to do a combat task. You're going to do a... Uh, I'd like to move a little bit, and then I'd also then I'd like to rally comrades. Okay, where do you want to move? Just about here. Sure, sure, sure. Go ahead and roll your enhearten. Okay. And what do you? What does Gilly say? Uh, Gilly gets a little like cheesy, and <laughs> she's just like, uh, "Don't worry, Floy. I'll be the light in the dark." And then. Uh, she like holds the lantern over Arineal's head. She's way cheesy. She's read too many romance novels, but she fails because uh, it fell real flat. It's too cheesy. I don't know why that music <laughs> just cut out there. That was weird. Music stop being weird to me. Okay. Uh, so then Arineal, it is your turn. Okay. So Arineal is going to slide around so she definitely is kind of recognizing the the strategy that it was using to kind of do the shadow so she wants to swing around here so that's um, the other side of it and like leave like the free light from Mm -hmm. sure gotcha Mm -hmm. so now it's just like this big burst of light and as that light comes in you hear uh go ahead and swing And I'm going to roll it from here. 
Let me see where my hope's at if I wanna. I'll try it without. Did you get the, uh, it's fun trap. Did you get the regular or did you get the collectors? Sadly, you swing away at it, but it does not seem to work. However, as its turn comes around, you see it sort of does the same thing. Now kind of fully encased or fully drenched by this this light from the lantern that Gilly has climbed up atop on this like bits of rock and rubble underneath this the first floor of this keep. And it's kind of holding this up. Arinil slides out of the way and like dawn just coming, just whoosh, this whole very carefully pointed like little slice of light comes down at it and it just and it immediately like dunks down to the black water and begins to kind of swim downwards and away as it's kind of fleeing from the source of the light at this point uh, and so we'll say it starts to swim and it's going to use its action to start swimming into the shadows off to the northwest so at this point I'll say like they have disengaged from you guys so do you want to give chase or do you want to move away? Like, do you want, it's up to Gilly you Gilly wants to move away. Okay. Yeah, Aridiel's fine to not give chase. Okay. Floy, are you bloodthirsty? They're on my radar. I'll just climb over now. Pulls out some random like technological device. Like, okay, I got them tagged. Wrong, uh, wrong setting. Okay. But like, where did you get that, Floy? <laughs> So we'll say as a as a way to kind of uh, to sort of end this session, we'll say the three of you move over onto like kind of dry land, uh, kind of the underside of the uh, of the 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 actual keep itself. Um, you start swimming underneath, and you kind of go a little bit further and further as the. The closer you get in, you can see rubble from above and you can find a hallway or two here, but you climb on top of some dry areas where the the black the black liquid didn't quite get. And we'll go ahead and we'll call it there uh, for this session and we'll finish exploring to keep in the next session. I think that's right. what we'll do. How does everybody look? I don't think anyone took Foggy. too lasting damage. <laughs> Did anyone, anyone take any damage? Gilly, I, I missed the I perfect bite. Yeah, you took that one yeah, small you took bite. The bite. Oh, I wanted to get Gilly so bad. Uh, I am miserable though. I rolled a freaking five. I rolled five. The shadow shadow damage got me. That shadow is crazy. That was a lot of shadow damage. I know. I'm being very merciful. I could just keep burning that stuff over and over. <laughs> but I don't. I feel like it's like over overtuning doesn't make any sense. Uh but yeah. Anyway. Which okay. kind of makes sense because she got her book wet. Like, you know. Yeah, she would embarrass herself in front of her friends. She couldn't hit the thing with the sword. You said that really cheesy, embarrassing line. <laughs> yeah. <that> she's like, <laughs> everyone's gonna be like, later on, like, like two days from now, at like at like a campfire, you guys are eating lunch. Like, <laughs> so you're the light in the darkness. What was it you said? Like, oh god, 
You're going to be writing my epic tale of my life, really? Can you not make it so melodramatic, please? <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, all right. So that'll be it for us uh, for this session. We'll be back in a week with more uh, One Ring. You can also come back and hang out with us on Monday night as we're playing Ultraviolet Grasslands. Uh, you can check out our YouTube page. You can see all other other games. Right now, we also have a Deadlands game that's going that's alternating on Mondays with that UVG. One Ring is going to be continuous. Fridays, normally, well, in the past, past year, we've been doing Delta Green, Possible Landscapes. We just finished that up. Uh, the new episode, the final episode, will drop on Monday on YouTube if you're looking to watch that. Uh, and we'll figure out, I have a couple plans for what we're going to do on Fridays, uh, but we'll, we'll announce that when we're closer to actually doing them is we're going to have a couple weeks kind of transitioning here and there between games and stuff. So we'll, we'll figure that Friday night game out a bit more. Uh, but that's it for us. Uh, let's see if there's, is there anyone actually playing? I know definitely the defenders and stuff aren't playing because they're playing kingdom death monster right now. Um, <laughs> and I know grim and perilous is up, but we'll see if we can find someone for you. If you want to hang tight, we will raid, uh, someone who's doing probably much more interesting stuff than we are. Uh, but we'll jump oh, on, gosh. we'll jump on over to looks like the initiative order. They're starting. Yeah, initiative order is starting up pretty soon, so we'll uh, we'll move on over there. So, good night, everybody. Thanks for watching. If you're watching this later, so, thanks for the bits. Thanks for the subs. Good night.